Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We're the sports brew. Throwing down on what we like to refer to as a wasted Wednesday, man. Bleeding over into a throwdown Thursday. Because that's how we roll. Man, I tell you what. Battling the bedtime shenanigans of a two-year-old and a four-year-old. File that under stuff I didn't know was as difficult as it actually is. Yay. Hashtag parent life. Hashtag first world problems. (laughs) That's what happens. But anyway, we're down here in the basement cranking this party hose on up. So let's go ahead and get started, man. Get everybody up in here just for good measure. Yeah. Shannon, man. Got to drop a little love on your Colts there. Sneaking away and squeaking away with that victory over Jacksonville. How about that? Dude. Bro. I tell you what, man. I, there was a stat that popped up in that game that I had no idea about. Which one is that? The past, the past four games, Andrew Luck has not been nope. sacked one time. Not one time. When on earth did you ever think a Colts offensive line would have that stat? Dude. No, they deserve big kudos for that one because that's a, that's a pretty momentous – you know what I mean? I mean, that's a big accomplishment for them. Give I mean – and. Because that dude had been getting beaten down for a while. Right. So. And the fact that they've kept him upright and, I mean, he'll take a hit. He'll take some hits and all that, but he's not getting sacked. And and, do, and I know the uh, the scream was kind of piped in. Yeah, it was. Quentin but, Nelson video, right. but that was beautiful. Well, not that, that the, not that the Colts would ever pipe in noise. They would never <laughs> do that. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if anybody deserves like some quiet riot, it's the damn Indianapolis Colts, man. <laughs> Come on, feel the noise, piped in noise. <laughs> it's for good measure, but no, um, it's nice to see them kind of turning the leaf. And you know, they're one of those teams that I know you can talk about what their record is, but they feel like a team that's trending in the right direction. I don't know what their playoff chances will be because uh, kind of it looks like Houston's really shaping up to have. Uh, they're not. They haven't locked that division down, but it it kind of looks like it's Houston's really primed for that one. But I'll be curious to see if Indian can keep that trend going with their you know three headed tight end monster. They're, they have their own tight end triple option offense, I guess. Right. Uh, right. Going on VCU's <laughs> own Mo Ali Cox out there bagging touchdowns too. And back to back games, by the way. Yeah, look at that. Go, go Mo Ali. Whoop whoop. Um, I mean that dude. I actually considered him as a uh, bye week option. This Did week. you? That's a that's a bold strategy, bro. Well, Tennessee hasn't given up any touchdowns yeah, to no. tight ends, so I, I, I tabled that one. Yeah, well, <laughs> if, if if there's if there's a week that it should happen, it's Indianapolis and their you know triple tight end threat, which is bizarre. But you know, hey, you know what? Whatever works, man. <laughs> Whatever works, dude. And what they've been doing, I think you have to give kudos to Frank Reich. Uh, I think what you see is a different attitude, and quite frankly, because we'll talk about Philadelphia too. Uh, I think it's clear that the loss of some of the of the staff, uh, you know, the coaching personnel from Philadelphia has hurt them. Yeah, they've got some Super Bowl hangover stuff. There's more than one reason for it, but I think clearly not having Reich, and then I can't remember the other guy. I think he was the quarterback coach, but the loss of those two guys <laughs> clearly has had an adverse impact on Philly's offense. That's my opinion, but I think that's I, I think it's. It's there, you know. Oh, it's fact. Yeah, it's, it's there's some fact in there. So, but enjoy the run. I, you know, I think Indianapolis is going to be an interesting follow over the duration of the season. Again, I, I don't know how much they have in the tank, but if they can keep Luck clean and he's going to be productive, uh, obviously the run game seems to be a little bit better. But the offensive line is going to play like that. 
I just think that's a strong turnaround. That, that's a nice statement for the team. And I think that's a reflection of a different organizational culture, attitude, and direction. And those are important things, particularly Huge. at this ju- at, yes. at this particular junction of his career, coming back from the injury, putting a stamp on it, and rolling. Uh, so we'll yes. see what they do. But I, I think they're going to be able to make a little noise and threaten it. Um, and then the rest is really up to them. You just settle it on the field, man. And uh, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Thank so, you, Jets, for that extra first-round pick. That's right. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 baby. <laughs> Todd Bowles, I think you're going to be on the Nopes train getting out of there, man. Fail buckets. Woo. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole different story. But, dude, when you get your ass beat by the Bills, oh, that's rough. That's, that's, I mean, that's how? Rough. Yeah. Like, how? Yeah. Bro. The only thing that, that was worse this week than the beatdown the Bills dropped on the Jets were the jerk bags at work that decided it was okay to microwave fish. And, oh like, not one, not two, but, like, three <laughs> microwaves at work. You can't do it, man. Can't do it. Can't do it. What What, what were they thinking? Pro, look, pro tip from your friends at the sports brew. Do not microwave fish at work. Just don't do it. Don't, don't burn popcorn. It stinks. If you're going to pop popcorn, stay by that thing. It's only two and a half minutes, y'all. God. And, and most microwaves have the popcorn function button. They do. They have a popcorn button. Hit the button. popcorn button and start. Hit the popcorn button, man. But That's stay, all you got to do. Stay by that thing, bro. Come on, man. Stay by that. But don't microwave fish. It's a, it's a terrible move. It's a terrible move. Terrible move. That's a, that's a rookie move. Uh, no, it, it just it just stinks and it lingers, man. That's, a, that's an amateur move. I mean, that's not a, ro- a dude. That's not even amateur the That's amateur. That's amateur hour. Get the fuck out of here. You know. You know what? I bet Whitfield microwaves fish at work. <laughs> I bet. I bet that's that guy wrong. does. <laughs> He'd probably do that crap. I swear, man. It's just wrong. I, anyway, I think even Whitfield would do that. F I S H fish 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 fail buckets. Todd Bowles probably microwaves fish at work. <laughs> so does Hugh Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yes. Although, although Hugh's got another job now. So yeah, he surprising. does. He does. Good for him, man. Good for him. Anyway, anyway, enough about. Oh, actually, I did like this one. There were two two pitches that I found that were particularly funny that I enjoyed. One is like uh, the first rule of Fight Club: don't talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club: don't microwave fish. Love the rest of the office. I like that one. And then there was one that's, uh, what's your coworker cooking in the office microwave? One, cream of fishtails. Two, melted plastic fondue. And three, hobo socks. Because <laughs> that's, about, that's about what you get if you're microwaving fish. Fail. <clears throat> Don't do it. Don't do it. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead, and <laughs> go ahead and get everybody else up in this piece, man. Uh, for good measure. Mark, didn't actually enjoy a New York football giants victory. Yes, sir. Unbelievable. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, you ready to hit your cue, bro? Absolutely. All right. Three, brew and fun, buddy. Woo! <laughs> Woo! I like that, man. I like that. One Woo! more. Come on. Woo! That's <laughs> it's like a police siren. It's got, it's got a short circuit in it, man. Woo! Oh, that's funny, man. Hey, uh, real quick, I wanted to give you a, a moment to give some love to Degrom, man. I think he, uh, I think he deserves it early in the podcast, man, because we're gonna get all footballed up. So, 
Might as well drop a little love on him, man. Someone, so, so, my, so my brother uh, Buddha gets, gets on the podcast too, Mr. Randy Giles, because he, he, we'll, we'll give him some love at some point a little later. Uh, we'll remember too. Okay. All right. Well, look, y'all had the Monday night throwdown, which I did not expect that to go to the last like play of the game, by the way. Great game. Yeah. Side note. See, I know. See, I was joking around with somebody at work, and I'm like, man, you know, nobody's really looking forward to it. But sometimes you get two teams that aren't particularly good, and you end up with a good game, which if you take it just as that game in that moment, it's compelling and entertaining, right? You just have to take it out of context of everything else that's going on in the league because it's not right. it's not really playoff relevant. It's not really – you know what I mean? And it's just like, okay, all right. So, you know, Eli had a little comeback magic in him. Good for that. <laughs> and, um, you know, yeah, we got another round of, of Mullen, which was kind of interesting. And yeah, uh, But yeah. it, it – it ended up being an entertaining game. Now, granted, I actually fell asleep reading Logan a book, uh, so I fell asleep at like I don't know eight, eight thirty, reading a a book about one hundred shark facts to him, which he really enjoyed. Um, and then, like, I cranked out and I woke up at about twelve uh, forty five. Somewhere, Randy sent me a message going, "Are you DVRing the game?" <laughs> and I woke up and I'm like, "Oh, it's twelve forty five, one o'clock. Should I watch this thing? Why did he message me? Is it a good game? Is it a bad game?" I guess I'm going to find out. So I watched that stupid thing at, uh, started watching it at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Cracked a fresh bear. I'm like, well, I already slept for four hours. I might as well just go ahead and watch this thing, man. I'm good. You know, <laughs> I've been there. I'm good. So I did. And, uh, I thought I was going to fast forward to it like super speed, but it, it has some entertaining moments. So actually ended up enjoying that. Anyway, let's go and get Randy up in his piece. Let's see. What should Randy get? Hmm. I don't want to drop that on. You know what? We're just we're gonna stick. We're gonna stick with the classic. Come on up. Little seven dust black. Yo, what's up, bro? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Just uh, just cruising along my daily life and just working. And it seems like sleeping. All I do is of late. But That's, what can you do, right? Hey, man. You know what? It's good. You you know you got to shorten your commute time. Maybe get a, catch a couple extra Z's. You know, listen to what you want on the road. There's, you got some win going on. You, now, granted, you didn't get the you know 49ers win, but that's okay. Hey, at least the game didn't put me to sleep like uh, Pittsburgh and Carolina did on this past Thursday night. So. Oh, dude, <laughs> the Steelers flat out bushwhacked Carolina. I thought, I mean, I thought the Steelers were going to win, but I didn't think they were going to like, dude. I know we. I know we're gonna bring up Le'Veon Bell and them cleaning out Le'Veon Bell's locker, but they should have gone ahead and cleaned out all the Panthers' lockers too, because they. They. I mean, they whooped their ass. I mean, good lord, that was a beatdown. Pittsburgh's. If that's the way they're gonna be over the back chunk of the season, man, they're gonna bag a lot of wins. And obviously, you know, in my opinion, I think the most likely, you know, power four out of the AFC, uh, Kansas City, of course, uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, New England will be fine. I don't. I'm not going to hold the Titans game against them. And then uh, San Diego. I, I'm starting to actually come around and believe in the Chargers, which is a, a bad thing for the Chargers. But I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to finally come around and, and really kind of believe in them. But uh, you know they're going to be there. But Pittsburgh, but if that's the way they're going to play, man, they're going to be some kind of damn dangerous. Some kind of dangerous. But uh, anywho, all right. Real quick uh, before we get back into football, uh, Mark and and Randy. That for the Grom. I mean, where do you want to go with that? Uh, let's go ahead and pipe in a little little love for that dude uh, early, just so we don't forget about it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll, I'll certainly just say, I mean, it's, it's you know phenomenally exciting for you know a team that had a, a, 
abysmal season and, and very little to be excited about. Well, I, at first, I was just to say the only bright spot. They, they had a few other things, some players that you know showed up, and we, I think we got some positive things for the future. But Degrom certainly was the highlight. Yeah, and uh, there was a legitimate, you know, argument for uh, for Scherzer. Um, and, and so, I mean, it's not not you know we knew it wasn't going to be a runaway, you know, for Degrom. But you know, I I tried looking at it as objectively as I could. And I, I just felt like with the ridiculous quality starts record that the ground put up um, and just a season as a whole, it, it, he absolutely deserved it. And it would mean, and does mean, I think a significant thing for the future, hopefully showing that's, you know, the people who choose Cy Young can start looking at things, realizing that wins don't always mean everything because you put the ground on a team with just a little more run support and he could have put up, you know, record win number. And yeah. so, I mean, he can only do what he can do on the pitching mound. And what he did on the pitching mound was just absolutely obscene. And so, uh, I'm a huge fan of the guy. He's an incredibly likable guy. He's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, you know, bleeds, you know, Mets colors. He, he's extremely loyal. He's a hard, hard worker. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic today. That, that, was, that was awesome news to get. Good. Kudos, tip of the cap for the Cy Young, well-earned, well-deserved. Randy, what you got, man? Well, I think Mark said most of it, but, I mean, considering the fact that since he's been called up to the majors and since he's been a starting pitcher, uh, he's been the most consistent Mets pitcher since he's been up. So that's it's great to see he he finally gets, you know, I'm, other than, you know, being named to the All-Star team, just getting that recognition of, you know, being the best pitcher in the National League. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping at this point, though, it's like, you know what? It's time to pay the man. I mean, he's definitely earned it now. He, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We we got to lock this guy up, so he's a cornerstone of that of that rotation. Yeah, you know, I'm still blown away by, by just, the turn of, just <laughs> the turn of events with the Mets because it really felt like a couple years ago they were just on the cusp of this, re- this, this really nice window, and it, it just hasn't worked out. But I don't know, I mean, you know. That's a nice thing, and, and I guess what you would probably say is a bit of a dumpster fire of a season. Um, so that's a nice thing that fans can kind of turn to, cling to, and, you know, enjoy, get something out of it. Uh, and maybe you just kind of look to, you know, you, you work towards the future, you work towards next, uh, what's next, and get them paid, get them locked up, and, and kind of move forward. Salute. Mm. All right, man. I tell you, I, I think we have to uh, – <laughs> We have to lead off with one of just what I would say is, was an, uh, a football work of art. And I would imagine that all of you will share this opinion with me. Because I don't know if I've seen something as moving and powerful. Other than maybe the Nathan Peterman, you know, got cut by the Bills video. <laughs> that was pretty moving. That was pretty powerful. I love that. <laughs> but, I mean, just an absolute work of art. Redskins bucks. Buddy, <laughs> I don't know. That ended up being pretty close to a work of fart more than a work of art. Yeah, I, I uh, think you used a wrong uh, four-letter word. Yeah, yeah I, I did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of four-letter words you could use when it comes to both the Bucks and the Redskins. But uh, now it wasn't. It wasn't really pretty. It really was not. That was not a pretty thing. But you know what? A win is a win. And uh, the Bucks entered the game second in the NFL in ter- turnovers with 21. And I believe they left with 25 turnovers, the most in yep. the NFL. So thanks for that bag of womp womp. You know, I, I don't know how many highlights you can really talk about from that thing, but I, I mean, <laughs> you're talking the Buccaneers had 
501 yards of offense. Which is ridiculous. And three points. And three points. <laughs> but they the four turnovers, three of them were in uh-huh. the red zone. Yep. I mean, Norman yeah. picked it off either in the end zone or right in front of it. Um, and that was that that first, and that was a that was a that was a nice pick. I mean, I, I want to say Fitzpatrick. I don't remember who the receiver was, but he overthrew the uh, whether it was a back or a wide receiver. I don't remember, but he overthrew the guy. Uh, but that was a nice that was a nice pick by Josh Norman. Yeah. So I mean, that, it's it, it's just one of those. I don't know if it's too early for the soundbite, but how how <laughs> do you lose that game? Like you put up 500 yards, Bro. you're expecting at least 30 points. It, it's Fitzpatrick, dude. <laughs> I mean, he was breaking out the aviator sunglasses under it, like while wearing a football helmet. Bro, you know what I'm saying? Dude's got mad machismo and swag and all that crap. But I mean, you, you know what you're gonna get with Fitz Magic. You the, know? the other thing that I that I wrote down for mm-hmm. this was uh, the Washington punter Tressway had five punts. Four of them pinned them within the twenty yard line. So I'm pretty sure he was yeah. like the special teams player of the week. I wouldn't doubt I'd it. I'd have to double check that, but I could swear I saw that. But uh, four of his five punts pinned Tampa Bay within mm. the twenty yard line. So yeah, you're driving that entire y- that entire field, but over and over and over. At the very end, you screw it up, and the defense <laughs> will take advantage of it. And you know, it's kind of working together with your defense and special teams. Um, Alex did. I don't know. I mean, Washington's going to have to win grinded out games if they're going to do any. No, no, they they have to control the clock. And and here here's what they have to do. Do you remember kind of like um that kind of early '90s Parcells Giants team? Oh yeah. And they would just they'd ball control you to death. You know what I mean? And uh, because you know, I remember um that Bills Giants Super Bowl. Like everybody was like, oh, the K Guns, Bills, the blah 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 blah. And you know they they just had to they had to grind the hell out of them. And 40, Forty minutes of possession yeah. or something. What was something like that? It, it was something ridiculous. But there are times that you know some teams can win with some flair, some style, and some panache. And yeah, like the Chiefs, they they've got some flair. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, they're fun woo. to watch. I wouldn't say the Redskins are fun to watch. Uh, they have some moments where they're okay. AP might have a big run or two and. Occasionally, the defense does something really good, but they're kind of—it's kind of an ugly football game. And quite frankly, they're—you know—that's how they need to win. One thing that I thought was super interesting, and I don't know that I've ever seen a stat like this, because we're going into Week Eleven, and the Redskins in all of their games—if they got a lead in the game, they've never given it up, and if they fell behind in the game, they never took the lead. So there has they have not been in a game where there has been a lead change in the game at all this entire year. Think about I mean, what's the probability of that? You know what I mean? It's a really, really bizarro, really bizarro stat. And that's a real thing. I mean, and the I, fact I, I that they're what, six and three? Uh-huh. So and it, that that's happened that many times. I mean, mm-hmm. Buffalo, I think, got a, a lead on Minnesota and a lead on the Jets. I don't, I don't know if they've been involved in one of those, but they're what two and seven or whatever BS record they are. I mean, that's not that's nothing compared to what the Redskins have done. Yeah, it, again, it, it's just unusual. It, it, I would have to think that's got to be just a monstrous like statistical anomaly. 
Yeah, it's one thing if you're beating the crap out of people, you get a lead, and, and that's that. But, you know, I mean, you'd think that maybe you kick a field goal, somebody scores a touchdown, right? right Some, somewhere right. along the way, especially early in the game. But if, if they got down to whoever they were playing, they never took the lead, they lost the game. If they scored and took the lead, they never gave it up. So, I mean, one of the things that tells you is that is they're not going to – they suck balls when it comes to uh, playing from behind. Uh, yeah. that That's not their deal. They have you to know. get a lead so they can have that yeah. run game. they got to get a lead so they can protect it. And, you know, if they have to score 30, you might as well, you know, stamp an L mm-hmm. on their forehead. That's done. But – and it's the Bucks. I mean, I'm not going to – you know, you can only dance but so much on that one. Um I'm glad they won. I didn't have a lot of faith uh, in them going into this game, particularly with the offensive line as banged up as it was. Trent Williams, I think, is going to be out again this week, you know, signing people off the street. And they actually they held up better than I thought they would, you know. And that's a kudos to the coaching staff and, and to the players that they signed. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still having a hard time thinking they're going to manage to stay afloat and to take the NFC East. But Dallas is inconsistent. Philadelphia is inconsistent. Um, I don't. I, I'm hard pressed to see the Giants really being a threat late. I mean, who knows? They're trying to keep the faith that they can make a run all the way through. But you know, if you got two wins at this point in the season, I'd say it's it's, it's the writing's pretty much on the wall. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, 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 you know, I don't know. Maybe they can find a way to hold on to it. Maybe. And it's but the good news, weird. the good news, Justin, is is Dallas is at Atlanta this week. Yes, you guys are hosting Houston, and Philly's at New Orleans. So it looks like Dallas and Philly will both lose this week. And if you lose to Houston, eh. it's uh, yeah. Th- this is one week that I don't think is going to really hurt them very much, um, unless they suffer a lot of injuries or something screwy. I'd like to think Houston has a higher, certainly has a higher ceiling uh, with the way their defense is playing, and then what their offense should be capable of should be capable of um but uh, you know it's just one of those things if if the redskins can go the old what was it a few years ago the gruden grinders (laughs) um obviously different gruden but but uh, you know if if they can make it an ugly if they can make an ugly football game and maybe get some hats on uh watson and just keep him from you know putting too many points on the board maybe they can Maybe they can steal one. Philly's going to have their hands full. I mean, New Orleans is is oh, New Orleans is just on fire. Yeah, that that team you, is. You can forget about that if you're Philly. You ain't you ain't winning that game if you're Philly. I mean, well, I didn't correct me if I'm wrong, but against the Bengals, did the Saints score on every single possession? Yes, I mean, they did not punt one time. I mean, that's incredible. Um, and and I. I mean, in the Washington line, I mean, you're talking what three starters are out, and you got to block JJ Watt and Jadavion Clowney. They're, they're going to have their hands good, full. Good luck with that. I know. They're going to have their hands full. So we'll see. But I, I, I would be at this point, I like, I still think Philly's going to make a push late season. I just, I worry that they've given too, they've given up too much ground. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's going to get, it's going to become uphill very fast for them. Uh, Wentz really? has been good, but the defense isn't the same. The run game isn't the same. Uh, they certainly had a bit of magic at the end of last year. That was, that was a team that was hungry. You know what I mean? They were really hungry, and a lot of things broke their way. I'm not saying they didn't deserve it. I'm not saying they didn't earn it. But there's always teams, and we, I think we talk about this every year, and there are teams that just some things don't don't – maybe they get injuries. Maybe they have this happen. Maybe they have that happen. But somewhere along the line, 
there's like this little bit of football magic that they, they just kind of rot it for a while. You know, I feel like the Ravens did it. I feel like the Eagles certainly did it last year. I feel like the Saints did it a few, you know, uh, at that time they made a run to the Super Bowl. Uh, the Patriots have done it. The Giants have certainly done it. You know, there's just, you have to get hot at the right time. And sometimes you just, there's, you know, I, I don't know, the, like the, the football god, sometimes the ball bounces funny, you know, and it, and it bounces uh, your way. I mean, well, yeah, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna do that, but I guess, quite honestly, Shannon, you certainly are right. You said balls. So, right. but uh, go well, ahead. Let's switch. We'll switch gears to Philly for a moment. In that game against Dallas, sixteen uh-huh. rushes, sixteen rushes for the entire game for seventy-one yards. It just it's just not going to get it done no. when you lose. Uh, it was a blunt went to Detroit. Jhi's on IR. Uh, Darren Sproles can can a brother he get healthy he and can't start stay playing? No, it's I a, mean I'm going to be sad to see him go, but it, it's his it's his time. I mean, they they miss the running game. Like Carson Wentz needs that running game. Like he's he's good, and 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 in some instances he can be great, but. Brother, he needs that running game, and it just well, isn't there right now. And you know, the, the Philly defense lost Ronald Darby to an ACL this yeah, week. That's going to hurt him. That's gonna I hurt mean, him. it's just well, they had a couple of things in that game, though, and we'll top some loose ends with the Redskins in a minute. But th- this was the Eagles' third straight home loss. the The classic Philadelphia Boo Birds were out there, booing that team, rolling up to the half. Uh, and their schedule is going to be tough sledding going forward. I, I know that the oh, NFC yeah. East is a bit of a dumpster fire. We've talked about that ad nauseum. But they've got some tough games coming up, man. And when you talk about a team feeding somebody the rock, man, the Cowboys fed Zeke the rock, dude. Mm-hmm. And they set Dak up to have some more success. But it really was keyed on Zeke. And, <laughs> and I think to, back to a couple of moments. And, look, let's be honest. That was not – that first half was not particularly enjoyable. <laughs> Um, I mean, it was pretty ugly, but in the second quarter, the Eagles were down three, nothing, and they went for it on fourth and one. I think they were at the 19. They were right by the red zone. I think they were at the 19 though. Um, and you know, Adams who got a couple of carries and was at least reasonably productive. It's just not on that particular carry. Uh, Philly just drove him backwards. And I'm like, it's a three Oh game, dude. Kick the field goal, bro. Um, take the points, you know, uh, take the points, take the points in that situation. And then, you know, Dallas converted on a fake punt, and, you know, Zeke had a nice run. Of course, I don't – is it me or is the hurdling thing become a, a theme this year? I feel like running backs are hurdling all over people. It's that, a theme. I mean, it happened at the end of last year and into this year, and, mm-hmm. I mean, Zach did the hurdles in high school, I believe, so. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you're right about that. So, um, they didn't get a touch in on that one, but they went up 6-0, and, and then they finished off um, the first half by dropping down, and, you know, Dak had a, TD, a touchdown run for a 13-3 lead. Um, and, you know, Philly kept it close, but I just, they could never really take it away. And I, I think what you kept seeing was, you know, uh, this, a strong run game from Dallas, and then Zeke just really featuring him helped set Dak Prescott up. And to me, if they're going to have success, that's the way it's got to be. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it's got to be. Um, I mean, Ertz, Ertz is phenomenal. Uh, I think we all know that. You know, and, and Dallas tried to kind of close it out. They got a touchdown, uh, uh, a Zeke touchdown run late to make it 27-20. And the Eagles had a lot of opportunities late in that game, man. Ertz was just short on a fourth down catch. And then Dallas turned hold it back on, over on. downs. What? Before that fourth down, 
uh-huh. on that third down, the the rookie uh, Vander Vander Esch oh, that... looked like he was double teamed, mm-hmm. and he he made that tackle on third oh. down when that looked like they had open space just to run. Yeah, Vander Esch is a baller, dude. That that guy's good. Um, he, it, I mean, they they he took a they took a lot of heat for taking him in the first they round. They did, but. You know when they thought they should have taken Ridley, but I this game with a with an interception and that tackle. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, essentially to save the game. I mean, uh, Heath uh, really on that fourth down on Ertz, which which you alluded to just a few seconds ago. But I mean, those two tackles, my God, dude! Uh, Van Der is a baller, and as, that, yeah, as much as I like Sean Lee, I mean, dude can't stay healthy. So no, Van, Van Der Esch became a, you know, a need and yeah, Ridley would have been nice. I mean, not that we knew what Ridley was going to be and he's had a night, nice, he's had some nice success this year for Atlanta to absolutely, I mean, the Cowboys kind of made up for that. I would think in some capacity by trading for Cooper, but we'll see how that works out in the long haul. You know, we'll see how that works out in the long haul, but I, I think for what they, what that team's needs are, uh, if Van Der Esch is going to play like that, we're going to look back and say, yeah, it really would have been nice. But let's be honest, Matt Ryan, a more effective quarterback than Dak Prescott. Yeah, let's and Van Der Esch, I, like you say, is a bigger need. Yeah. And because just Lee just, you know, poor guy. I mean, he's he's a very talented dude. I was, but he's he just a great player, but he can't nothing. stay on the field, man. He just, you know. Well, what is it? The best ability is availability. That's what would get dropped on Sean Lee. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, and who knows? Maybe it'll be. Maybe Sean Lee is going to be the kind of guy. You know. Um, and I'm thinking about the Titans only because Brian Arakpo is there. And I think back to him in DC, and I'm like, that dude could never freaking stay healthy. And I don't know if, if it's because I don't see as much Titans news, but I feel like he's been much healthier in Tennessee. You know he's what I'm always saying? out there. Yeah. He's, he's, he's out there, man. He's just balling. And I'm just like, why couldn't he be healthy in D.C., man? Why couldn't he be healthy with the Redskins, bro? I don't know if the Redskins training staff just sucks bags of ass or what. I have no idea. They don't hydrate properly. They need some of Russell Wilson's bubble water. I don't know what the hell they need. But, you know, they have all kinds of weird injuries, right? But I'm like, maybe Sean Lee, if he wants to keep playing, maybe then his next stop, it'll just it'll just kind of work out for him. It'll stay on the field. Who knows? But it, it hasn't happened in Dallas. They had to make a calculated decision. And it, I think for their needs, it was the right one. But you know, maybe Ridley goes on to be great, and we can have an argument about that in five years, ten years. We'll see. But anyway, I think for this season, certainly it looks like Van Der Esch was the right call. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, you know, Ertz was stretched out and uh, couldn't quite get it. But Dallas turned it over and downs. And, you know, Philly drove down. I mean, they were they had some opportunities. Um, Ertz had the ball again late. I think it was just a couple of seconds left trying to get the end zone. It's about falling down. It flips the ball to Golden Tate um, just for a little extra drama. And uh, the Cowboys obviously ended up bringing, it, bringing down Tate outside the end zone. But that's one of those games that got much better in the second half, mercifully. Much better. <laughs> much better in the second, in the second half. half. But Thank goodness. You know, again, for Philadelphia, I just – I, I don't I don't think they have the same identity, you know, and they're just they're not at the same place. And, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, reading too much of the press clippings, the Super Bowl hangover, losing some of the coaches, whatever it is, I, I still think they can put it together, but they might just run out of time. And that's that's football. Dude, you got 16 games, bro. You can't give away cheap. Game. They gave away. 
I think two 17-point leads. One's the, one to the Titans. I forget the other team they were up 17 on and lost. Carolina. Carolina. So, you know, they've done that twice. And that that's probably, you know, if they're out of the playoff hunt by one game or out of the division by one – winning the division by one game, they're going to look back and be like, damn, we blew both of those, you right. know. But, look, let's be yeah, honest. They were up. They were up 17-0 on Carolina mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter oh, and gave up worse. 21. Extra worse. Mm-mm. I mean, Mm-mm. that's... Uh, Look, nothing says NFC East like inconsistency. Let's be honest. <laughs> Redskins look decent one week, then they look like crap the next. Dallas looks decent one week, then they look like crap the next. Philadelphia looks like they're going to put it together, then they don't. It's an odd division, but... Hey, look, the Redskins, win, uh, they have six wins through nine games for the first time in a decade. So I'll give them a little kudos to that. Uh, Gronk that approves. One. Yeah, Gronk, Gronk approves. Um, and then, I, you know, I, I got to say, man, uh, <laughs> I like how they, they missed the they, – they had some field goal problems. Again, a year of the field goal. Field, and a, a Cody Parkey, how the hell do you hit the uprights four times in a game? What the hell, dude? How is that even possible? How is that possible that that dude hits the uprights four times in a single damn game? That's incredible. Has that has that ever that's happened? That, that'd be like one of those like a, a mini game and something where you get like extra points for you know, for hitting the uprights. I mean, that's I think he was playing playing hey. a game to himself. Yeah, he, he went LeBron, D Wade, and Chris Bosh. Not one, <laughs> not, not not two, not three. Four <laughs> just a bit outside. Yeah, I mean, it just that's, <laughs> that's Justin, insane. Yeah, that deserves the how. Well, for do you do that for treatment, Co- Cody Parkey? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. True story. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that? How do you actually, fuck actually we need this. One, two, three, four. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> <laughs> and one to grow on. <laughs> yeah. One, <coughs> one extra that was one. Trubisky in the locker room after that yeah. game. Oh my god, that's just incredible, dude. Uh, seriously though, like I don't even think it was that windy in the game from what I heard. Maybe he needed I mean, a little extra wind for those to go in. I I don't know. Oh, he he undercompensated or overcompensated or he, he needs to sunk. learn to compensate. I don't know what it was, but I tell you what, if you're going to doink that thing four times in a game, you're not going to be around that team for long kicking field goals. Well, he better get they he he made it this week, so you know what? Maybe he's out there get some get some extra practice in. Maybe, maybe he'll pay off like uh, what's his face for the Packers? Um, oh, Crosby, Crosby, who yeah. who's really redeemed himself after that game? Yeah, so maybe, maybe Parky will redeem himself after yeah, that. Yeah, I mean. Crosby's been a pretty good kicker for enough time that that felt like an anomaly. I mean, it was atrocious. Don't get me wrong, I mean, but that was McCarthy. He was like, it was a bad day. Is I mean, is is it me? All right, so we have like hurdles this year, and I mean, I just I feel like this has been a really terrible year for the kicker. Yeah, just a terrible year for. Well, the, I mean, absolutely. Did, did, did they do Was so- it Cleveland replace their kicker? Minnesota replace their kicker? All I know is that they're talking about Kai Forbath um, coming back in to, to kick for the Redskins because uh, I don't know why I can't think of their field goal. Hopkins. Hopkins, like, uh, Hopkins is a little banged up. 
and uh, apparently Cobra Kai is, is is working out for him. I was like, oh god. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Just say no. <laughs> and then freaking Graham Cano yeah. kicked a 63-yard game-winning field goal. I mean, I know, I know. It's just it's nuts. Um, I did want to give a little love to Zach Brown, by the way. We're talking about these long drives and all the yards that the Bucks had, uh, and there was one where the Bucks were driving, and Jaquiz Rogers uh, took a check down, and he just turned up field, and Zach Brown rolled up behind that dude and punched that damn ball out of there with enough force that I think Creed and Drago Jr. approved this message, man. I mean, that thing went flying out of there. I don't know if you guys saw that replay. It was great. That was that, a hell of a punch. I, I was mean, just like, I was just thinking going through the operates. I yeah. mean, damn. That ball went flying out of that bad boy. The Redskins got it back in the end zone, so... I, 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 that, that was phenomenal. Jaquiz Rogers looked like what? What, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> his, his reaction, his face walking to the sidelines was fantastic, man. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. So Zach Brown, man, well just done. The wind up on that was great mm-hmm. too, because you see his arm go way back and just let loose like mm-hmm. it was a pinball machine. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Nothing he could do. Nope, not at all. So go ahead. By the way, this week I was um, looking at the top you know what? rushing. I bet you, I bet you, Jaquiz Rogers microwaved some damn fish in the locker room. And Zach Brown was like, <laughs> "I don't think so, dude. Not, not in my house." <laughs> so does Todd Bowles. Um, so it was interesting this week. I was watching, yeah. I was watching uh, prime time, mm-hmm. and I was looking at the top rushing leaders, and I just, I just went with the top seven. Mm-hmm. Now, six out of seven have something in common. Nick Chubb, Browns, Ezekiel Elliott, Cowboys, Aaron Jones, Green Bay, Todd Gurley, Rams, LaShawn McCoy, Buffalo, Mark Ingram, Saints, and then you have Rashad Penny. What did the first six have in common? Mm -hmm. Their teams won the game. So in this era, when we have the quarterbacks passing the ball at high rates, six of the top seven rushing teams won their games. Well, you know, it, this is also the time of year where that really starts coming back into vogue. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Weather, cold weather. Uh huh. Yeah, and then teams having enough film, tape, whatever you, however you want to refer to it, to scheme differently for people, and they have a better feel for. You know what I mean? Um, defenses are starting to step up. And not that we don't enjoy offense, of course we do, but I think defenses are round, are round in the form and run games are really round in the form. And for teams, if you're going to win in crap weather, you have to be able to run. If your passing game is either marginal or having a bad day, you sure as hell better be able to run the damn ball. That, uh-huh. or looking at the Redskins and the Cowboys and the Jaguars, there's a whole bunch of teams that you better be able to run to set up the rest of your offense. Yeah. Not that the Packers need to run. But Aaron Jones, I don't remember how many yards how many yards that dude had. But buck, he, buck forty five. But I mean, he he had he had a damn good game. Now, now they ran by choice. They they committed to the run, and I mean, I, I was kind of surprised by that. Um, and I thought it was funny that they bookended the game. I think Devontae Adams had a touchdown early to go up seven zero, and then um, you had a couple of Aaron Jones touchdowns. Plus, he had a really nice sixty seven yard run, dude, looking mm. good, man. Uh, Pottles that off with a touchdown run, and then he had another touchdown run in the third quarter to make it 21-12. And then, you know, Rodgers, uh, again, bookended the game, had another touchdown to Devontae Adams to make it 28-12. 
Uh, and Brock Osweiler, dude, Brocktoberfest was fun for like a week, and now <laughs> it's just butt suck. Or <laughs> just, it's just Brocktoberfest. Yeah. Brocktoberfest. Awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, Brock Osweiler is like uh, Fitzpatrick's like. You know, cause, you, you remember what the Dukes of Hazard where they had Bo and Luke Duke, but then they got replaced for a year by like their cousins or whatever it was when they had contract disputes. I don't know if uh, any, I don't know if you guys remember that. Like Brock Osweiler is like Fitzpatrick's like rando cousin, you know, that shows up. It's like that. Yeah, Brocktoberfest, good for a week and then you know, suck the dude. So uh, thanks. For I'm the- starting to think Adam Gase was had an IV of Oktoberfest if you, to considering of how the, how much he was willing to play Brock. Well, I, I, I'm, well, I'm pretty sure Tannehill, I mean, Tannehill's throwing the ball again. I just I don't know when we're going to see him. I, well, they got a bye week this week, so my 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 guess would be we'll see we'll see old Tannehill next week. Well, they're not going to go anywhere with Brocktoberfest up in that piece. He might nah. as well, you know he might as well go ahead um, back with that that you know you know you have that uh, that hat with like the two beer straws or whatever suck you know, rolling in your <laughs> well, face. Yeah, dude. That's what that Brock needs to roll back of that and just kind of you know. Double clutch and go ahead and just take a couple sips, bro, and just chill. I will tell you this though: if uh-huh. Green Bay can get that type of running game, yo, watch out. If they can be consistent with it and and yeah. really help out, because yeah, I mean, obviously they're dealing with a lot, some depth issues at wide receiver. They've got some good young talent. I mean, they they do, but and who knows? Maybe if Jordy Nelson retires from the Raiders and is like, "F it, I'm out of here." Maybe you can go back to Green Bay for a little bit. I'm sure Rodgers wouldn't mind. Um, I don't know how much he has left in the tank, but he'd certainly be. I'm, I, you know, if if I had my choice was playing for the Raiders or playing for the Packers, I'd, I'd be like, "Yo, take me back, Pack." Um, right. No question. But I, I think they really need uh, the running game to set up and help kind of be a bridge. And not that I think the Dolphins are great. I don't. They're decent, and they have some moments where they can play decent football, but. Um, I think for the Packers to have success, yeah, yeah, this time of year in that division, Minnesota. It would be not. I mean, what yeah. a luxury for Rodgers to be finally great. have if he could get a consistent running game just going like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, just how much more dangerous that man would be. It's going to help them a ton because you know Rodgers has to play a lot of hero ball. Now, granted, he's capable of a lot of hero ball, but he is um he is, but at some point if you have to hero ball like all the damn time, you 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 know, you end up getting exposed a lot and you take a lot of hits, which he does because you're trying to extend plays. You know what I mean? You're extending plays, you're running around, you're buying time, you're doing this, you're doing that. Um so the run game is going to help him control, you know, TOP and then just, you know, uh, just not keep exposed. the defense yeah, off the keep, field. Keep people and... honest. Control the clock. You know, do a lot of different things. It, it's going to set up better for them if, if they can actually run effectively. Which, um, which, you know, I mean, like you say, I mean, Seattle gave up over you know over a hundred to Gurley last week. Mm-hmm. Although, granted, Seattle, the one lone wolf who went wild on the rush game last week, but still lost. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, and, and they, I mean, they didn't lose by much, man. I mean, that that was a good game. That that but. was, uh, yeah, that was another game that ended up being really compelling and very dramatic. Uh, by the way, um, I think we have obviously we have to acknowledge the fires out in California. That stuff is just absolutely oh. crazy. Um, and then, uh, I mean, California California's had a rough go of it the past couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Bar, mass shooting, all the raging fires down there, or I guess over there. 
Um, but I, 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 you know what? I, I think uh, Andrew Whitworth. I hope you guys saw this story. Lineman for the Rams, and he donated his whole game check yeah. um, to one of the victims' funds. And I thought that was a real quality gesture uh, for him to do that. And and if you watch that game, Whitworth, by the way, in the second quarter was down there throwing big old blocks. Um, he was running down, trucking down the field, man. He helped set up a 17-yard uh, girly touchdown. But that's some craziness. You could see all that smoke in the air with the uh, Giants 49ers game. And it's just there's a lot going on over there right now. Really, that's some tough sledding. But kudos to Andrew Whitworth, man. He deserves he deserves some love for that one. That was a a classy a classy move, classy gesture for sure. Hey, and salute salute uh, to those firefighters out there who are out there. I mean, it, it's look. I did firefighting on the ship. I did some. I did some uh, uh, training on that. It, that stuff is not easy, not easy at all, and that is like twenty times harder than what I ever went through in training. So, you know, props to them and uh, salute to those guys and uh, gals who are out there fighting that fire. Absolutely, and I know this is a little bit of a side note, but uh, you know, the Chiefs uh, Chiefs Rams game getting moved from Mexico City. Uh, back to Los Angeles due to poor field conditions at Estadia Azteca. The Shakira concert, man. Come on, y'all. Hips don't lie, man. They tore that stuff up, bro. But then moving it back to the Coliseum, uh, kudos to the Rams because they're, they're giving out, and again, tough sled over California right now, but uh, the Rams are uh, providing thousands of complimentary tickets to um, the Monday night game to first responders and those affected by the uh, – uh, in different communities affected by, you know, whether it's the shooting, whether it's the fires. And, I, look, I know that that's a small token of appreciation for much bigger problems. You know, we're not certainly, we're certainly not saying that makes up for everything that's going on. But I think we all know that sometimes when you're in the middle of a whole bunch of crap, sometimes it's nice to have a little diversion. Yes. Um, and sports, for all of its faults and things that we argue about, and, uh, you know, Kevin Durant fighting with Draymond No, I'm just kidding. Um, some of the some of the dumb stuff that does happen, and uh, some of the rage faces that people have. Look, you don't need to burn Le'Veon Bell jerseys. It's not necessary. I guess if it if it's you know cathartic to you, go ahead. Um, gotta let that go, man. Gotta, gotta let it go, bro. But uh, you know, I think it's nice to see them doing that. I know this, it's an unusual situation for a couple of reasons: a to move the game, and then b to have everything else that's going on there. But uh, I certainly think that that's a nice gesture as well. Um, giving those tickets, you know, g- giving all those complimentary tickets out. So kudos to them. Kudos to them for that. Uh, and hopefully that can give a, you know, a nice diversion and, and maybe a little bit of an escape um, to the to the first responders and other people that are impacted that can go to the game. Hopefully they get a good game. I certainly would think it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, I guess you never know, but I would certainly think Rams-Chiefs sets up to be an entertaining football game. I'm looking. Let's forward. hope so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Mark, out of curiosity, would you be taking the over in that game? <laughs> um, I think I would barely be tempted to take the under, but I think that uh, I would say it's another one of those that's uh, smart, smart money. In my opinion, is stay the hell away. Stay the hell uh, away. I can see that thing going so many different directions. Uh, hard, hard pressed to think that uh, 
any bet is worth it. I, my, 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 my preference of anything on it would be Kansas City with, with the points just because mm-hmm. you know I, I genuinely slightly prefer them and, and slightly favor them for the win. But it, it's like it could go so many different directions. Um, I very well could be, you know, last team with the ball wins. Uh, I, certainly, it's going to be high scoring. I mean, it's, uh, my understanding is it started as the you know highest uh, t- highest starting point total that Vegas has ever put out there at sixty four points. Well, highest. Uh, I, I think I think it was the highest since nineteen eighty six. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't. I haven't seen if it's shifted at all. Uh, I, I, I obviously, you know, I don't know what exactly kind of change might be expected, but I mean, it probably changes a little bit, you know, changing locations, uh, potentially. I don't know, but so, uh, wait, total wait. of sixty-three and uh, Rams minus three and a half. Well, you know so. what's going to happen? Somebody's going to miss an extra point that screws that <laughs> whole thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen. The Cody Park going to be thirty-three thirty, and they miss the extra point. Mm-hmm. Yep, the EP is gonna get missed, man. It just screws everybody. And then we can watch it on, uh, you know, you're the kicker, baby. You're the kicker. SVP and some bad beats, and you know, DC D stack can. Uh, you oh, know, I've can, got a bad tweet. beat for D stat later on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, the the one the one reference on for the win they had um, uh, pre ESPN. They said the Westgate Las Vegas opened the betting uh, at sixty four, and then. Uh, one person said that this is at Bales Football. Said there have been eleven games, eleven games to close with a total of fifty-seven and a half or higher over the past fifteen years. Every one has gone over, and by an average of more than ten points. Wow! So that that person's like, yeah, I'm taking over, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. That that one might be just kind of fun, for funsies, for funsies. Sure. So, there you go. It's good. It's gonna gonna be a fun game. Um, it's it's gonna be a great game. I hope so. I don't know if it'll live up to Giants Forty Niners, but was <laughs> <laughs> legitimately a great game. I get it. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's <laughs> let's hope. <laughs> I, I have a, a, a very quick uh yeah uh, side. Um, okay, we like those. Our, mentioned Gronk earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. I did not realize this existed. Maybe I'm the only one, but uh, did you know that, that Gronk has his own monster energy drink? I did not, and I'm surprised. Yes, that you, have I, you ever- I, I, I thought Buddha Boo- might uh, I'll, I'll I, I, I did not think I'd seen it before, and I was just uh, grocery shopping the other day, and I saw Monster Gronk, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty fantastic. Did you buy one? I did not. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, try, I, I try to avoid drinking that shit anymore. But uh, <laughs> well, you don't actually have to consume it. You, that would have been one just to buy for the novelty. Oh well, I'm, and then, I'm, I, and yeah, can, I didn't get the impression that it was like a specialty thing. So I mean, I, no. I, I think it's I think it's a, like just a standing product. So I mean, I bet it's probably not that difficult to obtain. But uh, yeah. Boy, what a what a long way you've come. I think, uh, although granted, I remember the 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 full test hot, you know, fully leaded sparks back in the day. Those are actually pretty good. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, I, I'm not I love that shit. Yeah, I'm not terribly fond of the Monster Energy. I mean, will I ever drink one? Yeah, sure, that's fine. Uh, that's a pretty that's a rarity for me. I'm I'm more of the uh, I you like the five the, hour energy. I like the five hour energy. I like the concentrate of it. You know what I mean? Where I can just take a slug of it and then I'm whatever. And I. 
you know, I generally only do those uh, when 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 we record, and then I usually do half of one, and then right. uh, when we go to like if I go to a concert and I know I'm going to be pounding beers, sometimes I'll 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 pop one of those uh, before I go out, but I don't I don't do energy drinks on the regular. That that's a that's an exception. We might we might buy one of those mega packs from excuse me one of those mega like 48 packs from costco a year i just throw them in the fridge yay costco but i don't know you should get it you should get it next time i tell you what i don't know randy if one of you guys y'all need to make an agreement y'all need somebody needs to pick up the monster gronk and when we're hanging out in richmond maybe we can do uh maybe we can make a drink out of it and that way nobody has to drink a whole can of it um But maybe we can find find a way to make a drink out of it. You know, I've got those fun Jagerbomb glasses. I don't know if, if we could kind of substitute a couple of liquors in and, and Monster Gronk for that. And, uh, <laughs> and do, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure we can find a way. Yeah, maybe. Uh, side note, Mark, uh, only because I thought this was super random. Uh, Chicago Bears defensive back Prince of Mukamara. I didn't realize that uh, he's had his name misspelled on jerseys not once, but twice. <laughs> <laughs> It happened both with the Jaguars and with the Bears. How do they not spell that dude's name right? Come on, <laughs> man. It's, it's, you're an NFL team, bro. Come on. Right. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> a Mook Mara. <laughs> That's what it is on the Bears uniform. That's terrible. That's that so, oh, That's so dumb. Hey, hey Justin, to answer yeah. your question, uh, can we get Trey to make some goblin and then mix it with that? Maybe. Maybe. That's When's a... the last time that dude made goblin? Like Oh, uh, it's been a while. It's been a it's while. It's been at um, least two or three years. Usually no, I, I thought he made it for your birthday last year, Justin. Usually I can coerce Trey into making goblin for my birthday. There's a lot of fruit juices in that, so it's a pretty sugary it's a pretty sugary drink. Uh but it helps hide all the alcohol he uh you know, pounds into that thing. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We're due. Right. We're, we're, we're maybe due. maybe we're that's due. not the right drink to put that into. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of think Monster Gronk might deserve. I don't know. I I'd say I don't know what Monster Gronk tastes like. Yeah, we'd have to taste that stuff first. Yeah, I think we need some verification, and then we can decide which alcohol is appropriate. Uh, for, I'll take for, one for the team Friday morning. Law. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Good. Maybe Monster Gronk will also like eradicate your, you know, super kidney stone while it's passing through kicking ass. Yes. Could happen. That would be lovely if that was possible, but from what actually what the doctor told me, he said uh, crystal light lemonade would actually dissolve it over the course of a few months. Huh. I didn't know crystal light had the uh power to dissolve kidney stones. I mean, apparently it does. Who knew? Did- no apple cider vinegar or anything? No. He just he straight up said, if you want to do it slow, you do the crystal light lemonade. If you want to just get rid of it, we'll cut you open and stick a needle in you and break it up and suck it out. I, I would say you probably ought to drink some crystal light, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do you. You do you, friend. You do you. But I think I would be drinking some crystal light. He said the only risk there is fragments breaking off and getting lodged and causing an obstruction. That sounds awful. 
One yeah. of us is in right. deep trouble. So I opted for the surgery. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so cut me up and get that shit out. Yeah. Pretty much. Cut me up, suck that thing out, bro. Get it done. Get it done, son. But they are who we thought they were. That's right. Anyway. Literally, he said he's, held, he's like, it's this big. I went, holy shit. <laughs> is that what she said? Ayo. Teo. Teo. You know what? You're right. Typically in the sports group, we got to stick with the Teo. 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 Yeah. There you go. Teo. Teo. My goodness. Where are we at on time? Let's see where we're at. Let me take a check. Oh, yep. All right. I'll tell you what. Why don't we close this segment out? Um, Let's bounce back to uh, 49ers Giants. I'm just kind of curious. Obviously, we got the Giants fan in Mark, the 49ers fan in Randy. Um, any kind of tie-up thoughts uh, with that game? Any takeaways? And obviously, uh, Mark, I know it's, you know, I, I always like optimism. I do. But it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough if you're, you know, you got two wins at this point in the season if anybody even mentions the word playoffs. Uh, playoffs? What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Playoffs? You kidding me? <laughs> playoffs? Don't do it. Focus on the next game, win that. Focus on the next game, win that. Focus on the next game, win that. And then see what happens. Because, you know, I, I'm not going to say the division's out of reach. <laughs> um, they're not that far behind, I guess, if, if everybody in there tanks it. But it doesn't feel like that's really on the table. Uh, but it was nice to see, look, you know, Eli's caught at mountains of crap this year. Um, but it was nice to see him have a couple of moments. Uh, you know, I expected the 49ers to win that game. I, I, you know, I thought the Giants would keep it close, uh, which they did, uh, but I didn't really think that they would take it away from them, which they ended up doing. And, I, you know, Eli had a couple of really nice moments, uh, had some rough spots too, but he had had a little bit of magic still in that arm, um, getting some connections and, uh, you know, again, making a, a not particularly appealing game on the surface turn out to be an entertaining football game. So just kind of curious, both of you, as far as reactions or takeaways from uh, what that was. Nobody? Uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I feel like I talked talk too much. I was going to give Randy a chance. But, uh, uh, um, no, I mean, it was, it was a phenomenal entertaining game. And I think that, you know, obviously, um, you know, really wouldn't matter if you had no no team in the, in, in the, the game. And it, it wasn't just like close – by because of two you know teams playing shittily, right? And they they both they both both teams genuinely showed hard. I, I told Randy immediately afterwards. I I see a lot of good a lot of good stuff. I mean, I, again, my you know my, my now through marriage ties to, to Iowa, Kit Kittle's a beast. And I mean, I, I've known he's a beast since he was there at Iowa. But um, but you know, great game out of him, and he, he's just continued to show that he's going to be a great great asset to that team for for years to come. Uh, I, I like Breda out of the backfield, um, and 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 Mullins. You know, he, he's you know in a tough spot, of course. But I mean, he, he's he he can show up in, in some some big moments. He, he's he's got some chops, and he certainly you know he's got some. He, he had one. He, I forget what was it in the first half or the second half that he threw that kind of late ball. They were either near or in the red zone, and he kind of threw a late ball that the Giants ended up picking off. Yeah, he he, he made a few mistakes. I think that was first half. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, That's okay. But uh but no and 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 uh yeah Eli I mean he finally you know gets to get some protection and uh I mean absolutely phenomenal game I was so so proud and happy to see what he did um and uh 
you know, just 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 uh, definitely ex- excited for uh, you know uh, to see see him you know you know actually perform with 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 again just a little bit of protection. Yeah, uh, nineteen for thirty one, buck eighty eight, three touchdowns, no picks, uh, only sacked once. Um, outstanding. Maybe maybe they should strike up a sponsorship deal with like Trojan. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Trojan, <laughs> maybe Trojan thin, just like a little bit of protection. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> One of those jobbies. No, uh, it was nice to see. I mean, it, you know, I mean, people are pounding on that guy. You know, and uh, I, I, you know, we've talked about it. And when I'm not kidding around, I, I don't think it's all on him. Um, but I do think we're starting to see a couple of guys. I mean, Brady's one of them. Eli's one of them. Where, you know, you can see, you can see the end pretty clearly. It doesn't mean they're there yet, but you know that it's coming. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it comes quickly. So I'm not saying that that's where Eli's at. I'm not saying where that's where Brady's at. Although you'll hear, obviously, the topic du jour with both of these guys has been, you know, uh, particularly with Eli. You know, it's time, it's done, goodbye, get out of here, whatever. But um, it, that was that was nice to see. Uh, you know, all kidding aside, I'm, I'm glad he had a couple of moments in that game. Uh, one stat they threw up, and it, it's just contextually interesting. Um, number one is that, and it's been a rough stretch for the Giants, and this is where I think the O-line, and they've tried to resolve it, and some of the stuff they've done with personnel just hasn't really worked out. And I think you can make an argument that McAdoo was, was, not, was not the right hire. But the, the Giants are 4-19 over Eli's last 23 starts. And the reason that's relevant and sort of interesting is they were talking about the Hall of Fame. And look, I know some, you know, Matt likes to be like, oh, is Eli a Hall of Famer? He's a Hall of Famer, dude. Just stop. He's going to be in the Hall. And he, he has earned his Hall pass. Okay, yeah, he's got the Manning name, but he's got a couple of rings. He's had a couple of really nice moments. But where it's kind of fascinating is to think back to um, another New York quarterback, and that's Joe Namath. And, you know, they were talking about the records uh, in, you know, the only Hall of Famer that's got a sub-500 record is Joe Namath, 62, 63, and 4. Okay, he's the only one. And Eli Manning, number one, is the only quarterback with 100 wins and 100 losses with the same franchise. He's the only one. And before the game, he was 112 and 110. Well, obviously, he finished 113 and 110, so he's plus three. So, depending on how this year goes, he—I mean—he could challenge Namath for the, you know, that 500 record, depending on how long he wants to play, which is—I mean—it's crazy. I mean, it, if he, that's a pretty banana statistic. He he could be like, uh, was it uh, Vontae Davis and like start the next game, lose it, and then if he's behind in the second game, just be like, oh, I'm going to retire. Hey, pull me out, coach. <laughs> pull me out. It's cool. Let, let, uh, has, did Lola hit a cop today? No? Okay, put him in for a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I don't what? say that, you know, I don't bring up that stuff to denigrate Eli. I, I think it's fascinating when you talk about the arc of a career, when you, you know, in Namath, I don't think of Namath's record when I think of him. I know that sounds, no, that's a different era. That's a different era. Just like when I think of Favre, I, you know, I know that he threw a lot of picks, but that's not, that's not how I think of him. You know what I mean? And I don't really think of Eli, I don't really think of the record with Eli. I know that sounds weird, but I, I think his, his career arc uh, is more than that. 
But I, I do think it's a fascinating, you know, statistic and possibility. And how how weird is it that it would be the New York Jets? And if he finishes sub five hundred, because he will be in the Hall of Fame. Um, maybe people want to argue is he a first ballot or not. That's fine. You can argue about that. But he will be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, is too likable, has a couple of rings, he's going to have longevity, he's going to have statistics, he's going to have a lot of stuff in his favor um, for that. But how how unusual would it be that the only two quarterbacks, if that happens for him, that have a sub-500 record in the Hall of Fame are both are the two New York teams? How weird is that? It's weird, but it probably if, makes sense if, all in the same If that breath. happens. If that yeah. happens. I don't know. I'm not saying it will. But I just thought that was super, super, super duper unusual. It I is. mean, and and um, and, and I, I think, I mean, myself for sure. But most any you know, uh, Giants fan with half a brain, I mean, I, I'm not looking at the season ex- expecting or even thinking playoffs as a possibility. No. I mean, I, I think that's you know pretty, pretty, pretty silly and and uh, impossible. No, nothing's impossible, but. Uh, I give it a you know two percent chance, and that's that's not what I'm looking at. I'm looking at you know positivity. I, I mean, for, it was it was exciting Monday night. I was genuinely excited. Yeah. I was excited to see a, a fun game, a competitive game. Forty uh, ers have have skill. It wasn't you know again, it wasn't just an absolute screw up fest. I'm I'm not pretending that either team you know deserves to be you know someplace massively different than where they are. Uh, 49ers, obviously, you know, I think have had a, a more significant amount of bad luck with obviously getting, you know, Garoppolo knocked out uh, beginning of the season. But, right. um, you know, Barkley, again, is just a a freak of nature that that's, uh, I can't wait for the future with. Um, I loved my, you know, I believe you caught this play, you know, that you caught the whole final drive that's um, kind of like halfback circle play pass on the last drive where, you know, Eli did a great job, you know, catching them out of the backfield, just cutting across the middle, a really quick pass. And then Barkley takes it down to the 10 on that final drive. It's so fast. I mean, just, just, just caught that ball right across the middle and then just breaks away. And then that's obviously, you know, maybe the biggest play of the game to get them down you know, inside the red zone. And then yeah. Eli finishes off the drive. Um, great game. Great game. I, I had so much fun watching it. And, you know, hope they can give me a few more like that the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, keep keep Barkley healthy and 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 Eli not go out on a you know just Sour absolute you know, embarrassing final season. Yeah, see, you know, I, I think that generally speaking, and and you know, I've certainly been on this party boat before where you go, all right, playoffs are not realistic. Give me give me a competitive game every week. I mean, if you lose, you lose. You know, you have, you you kind of reset your expectations in season, but you go, you know what? Give me some fight. Show me that you care. And and we'll you know just give me a good game every week and if you happen to win a couple fantastic, you know what I mean and you just you just kind of run with it and um, I, I you know there are teams the Raiders <laughs> that's a disaster um, but I think of teams like the Browns where they have they have a lot of youth they're they have a lot of fight in them dude they really do mm-hmm. and so that that's good to see the Cardinals look like they were just a doormat for a chunk of the season but maybe that's going to change over the back half. But the 49ers have some fight in them. And by the way, you mentioned Kittle. Uh, one thing, and I think we, I know we had this floating in the Sports Brew chat, uh, but kudos to uh, George Kittle, by the way, uh, when he went out, he was running around and shaking just service members' hands all over the place uh, before that before that Monday Night Football game. Just out there, it just, you know, and kudos to him for that. That's a nice thing to see. And I know the NFL pumps up some of these things, whether it's, 
you know, cancer awareness and selling pink jerseys and all that stuff. But in the moment, George Kittle to me is one of those guys. Well, we watch a lot of football. Obviously, we all play fantasy football, so we end up knowing a lot of teams, knowing a lot of players. And hell, we talk we talk football, uh, and we've been doing it for years at this point. So we have an affinity and attachment to the game. And there's a there are guys and there are players and there are franchises and organizations that do right by people. Uh, here we're talking about what Whitworth earlier donated his game check. Uh, and maybe it's a small gesture in the grand scheme of things, but Kittle out there running running around shaking all those service members' hands before the kickoff, and that's good to see. You know what I mean? That's good to see, and, and kudos to him for that. Kudos to him for that. That's much better than that random New Jersey guy that's like, they got arrested for the DUI that's like, hey, man, I just drank too much beer because the Jets suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> much better. I mean, we, 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 we get it. We get, we get it. it. We get but- it. Was that Fireman Ed? No, <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? I think he threw in the towel on the Jets a long time ago. Yeah, maybe. He did. He did. Hey, hey, was that Jets fan? Was he also the same guy that fell out of the back of that Oklahoma wagon at the Sooners game? <laughs> was that that dude? You never know. That was awesome. That was great, man. That was so fantastic. I must have watched the replay of that wagon <laughs> running off the field with that guy falling out 50 times. At least, I just kept looping it and looping it and looping it and looping it. I love I that. I it's kept like, thinking that was like an old school one, and I didn't realize it was that day. I was dying. Yeah, now that that was a treat. That was a treat. Well, I tell you what, uh, let's take a quick break, and then um, we need to do a salute clock. We have to raise a glass to Stan Lee, buddy. There's, there's no way we yes, could do this podcast absolutely. tonight and not take a moment to appreciate, you know, his life and his legacy. Uh, obviously sad at his passing but 95 hell of a life man uh hell of a life so uh yeah let's take a quick break we'll come back with a salute clock um we'll do a couple of things obviously with some more football to talk about but let's stretch your legs for a minute uh we are the sports brew you can find us on itunes stitcher radio live uh, live our home feed on podbean all kinds of random services google play um trying to figure out spotify get us up on that bad boy but at look, keywords of sports and brew. We know you love sports. We know you love beers. We know you love brew. Come on, dude. It's it's a winning combination. My gosh. <laughs> turn the glass up, turn us up, and have a good time and have a couple of laughs. Makes for a good time. I swear. Works for us you know, most weeks. Maybe not every week in the year, but it certainly works for us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. But uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Gracias. Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back, man. Whoo! I tell you what, man. That's some tasty beverages. Shannon, I had to finally tap into that hundo hundo captain you gave me. Yes. Yeah. Although yes. Uh, I figured it was fitting because the Coke I had, the two liter of Coke, God bless, I don't know how old it was, that was 100% flat. So I'm like, <laughs> it deserves, if I'm going to have 100% flat Coke, I might as well have 100%, you know, I might as well have the hundo captain in there just for good measure. Got to counteract that. Yeah, stuff, like for real. It's not. It, it's funny that flat, <laughs> the flat soda, really brings out the strength of the Hundo Captain. <laughs> it really does, dude. There is no doubt. I probably would have been better off just doing some Zacapa on ice and calling it a day. But you know, that's all right. Whatever. Can't win I them mean, all. Either way, I mean. Yeah. No, it, it gets the job done. It gets the job done, man. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I tell you what, we were closing segment one. We might as well open segment two up. We were talking about Stan Lee. Um, and, you know, we, we might as well uh, just come out of the gates in segment two with a salute o'clock, uh, talk about some tasty beverages, and certainly uh, tip of the cap and, and raise the glass to uh, Stan Lee for a life well lived. So, you know, I'm cranking up with my flat, <laughs> my flat Coke and Hundo Captain, which is very good. Uh, I haven't had the hundred proof captain in a while, but uh, thanks for that bottle of deliciousness, Shannon. I'll make good Enjoy use it. of that. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. And I've rocked my three notched, and now I've moved on to my stone, my stone IPA, bro. The classics. I'm hitting all of them tonight. <laughs> mm. Beautiful. Well, Shannon. I'll tell you what. I started off tonight with the Harpoon and Duncan Coffee Porter uh, recommendation from Lindy. Uh, from a couple weeks ago when he did the podcast with us. There it was absolutely go. delicious. That's the and, then, and then the Dude Abides. I had to break out the El Dude Reno. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, bro. And then uh, I'm I'm shutting it down with the Legend Brewing Company's Norfolk Experiment. It's an imperial stout. Uh, pretty tasty stuff. And Randy heads up. Legend also just released a Belgian quad. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Holy cow. We, Time we, to hit up Kroger, yeah, bro. Go we, get you some yep. Belgian. We know Randy likes Belgian the quad, quad man. Everybody. We know Randy likes the quad. Yes, Hell yes. Yeah, the captain likes the triple option. Ex-girlfriend. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus and, and Randy likes the quad. <laughs> And I don't mean quadriplegic, because that sounds extra dirty. Ooh. <laughs> no. He just took a really bad turn there, bro. Tell me how my ass tastes. doesn't it take a bad turn? Who the hell are you kidding? <laughs> or did you forget last week's podcast? Don't go there with me. You want to keep it real, you keep it real with me. Because I ain't for no games. My goodness. Or, as Peter Griffin would say, Oh my God, who the hell cares? There you go. I would hope the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the drink to stand there. <laughs> oh, That's man. Oh, I, you know, hey, man, the quad can be extra fun, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. Sounds like a movie yeah. dropping on somebody. Yeah, you know what I'm straight. saying? Hell yeah. Uh, side note before I forget, I, I, I don't have it tonight only because I only had one bottle of it. Uh, but earlier this week, man, I had the adroit theory, the death of civilization in slow motion. And hot damn, that was a good freaking beer. Is that the yes, Game of Thrones? It, uh, it, it looks like, if you look at the label, you go, it, it looks kind of Game of Thronesy. But no, that's not, one of the, that's not one of the Game of Thrones beers. But just that beer, their, their bottle art is incredible. Their bottle art is incredible, for whatever that's worth. But this was a... Uh, New England style imperial IPA with lactose, which sounds odd, but it was uh, it was really good. The death of civilization in slow motion. So adroit theory. If I had another bottle of that, I would be drinking it right now, but I don't. So I'm gonna have to get more of it. So good job. Ah, Randy, any final beer thoughts? Well, tonight uh, it's that time of year. Had to get myself a. Hardywood gingerbread stout. There you go. Nice. GBS, buddy. GBS. Mark, what you got, bro? 
Uh, I am rocking, and I think I mentioned to you, 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 you yourself, Captain, especially got to pick this one up. But uh, Sierra Nevada hazy, hazy little thing IPA, yeah, yeah. it's deliciously hoppy. Six pack cans, actually, it's pretty good price up here. Uh, but you would, I think, you would absolutely love it. Just fantastically hoppy, delicious. I'm gonna put it on my to drink list. I'm pretty sure I've had that before, and I liked it. Uh, nice. But uh, I could swear because I do like the Sierra Nevada. They got some good beers, man. Um, and I certainly had a, a phase with the, uh, well, I can't remember what their stuff, not the torpedo, but they have a kind of a stock pale ale. And I, I certainly, I certainly stocked my fridge for a long time with just Sierra Nevada pale ale. I remember that. That's a good one. I had a big dogfish head era, a lot of 60 minute. And actually Sarah got a, um, a little holiday IPA pack from Costco and it had it had a couple of randos, and it had the ninety minute, the sixty minute, a sixty one, and I don't, I don't remember quite what that was. And I think there was another one in there that you had mentioned, and it was like the was the seventy five minute. No, 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 not that one. Uh, uh, this okay. one was called sixty one because you have the sixty minute, the ninety minute. There's a hundred twenty minute. This was it was called something like sixty one. I don't. I'd have to go down to the fridge and grab a bottle. And then there was another one that was like a. It looked like it had a vineyard reference on the label, and I could swear you maybe you had had that within the past month. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't remember the name, but I don't know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I, I love them because they're, 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 they're a brewer that's willing to take risks. I mean, if you, if you ever actually see uh, uh, Sam, I forgot how you pronounce his last name, Caglione, I believe it is. Uh, he's he's a kind of goofy guy, kind of nerdy, definitely knows his shit, though, and, and uh, you know, definitely enjoys you know experimenting and it's not always going to work but you know what he's you know runs the shop he's able to do it but, you know he wants to have fun with it and see see what come out uh i, I know he even did a, a he may still be doing it but uh a little youtube show where he'd have different uh celebrities uh come on and, and try a random beer and he, he created one that i think they put out just in like for a short period of time mm-hmm. to, to, to certain places around the brewery, but cr- wanted to create like the hoppiest experiment ever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're like, you know, 120 is obviously very hobby beer. This, uh, I forget what they call it, but the, the ratings for hobby beer, this was like 530 something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, this people who, most people that I read who tried it were like, it's undrinkable, but it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, kind of like when you get into the, like, what is it, Scoville with, like, the heat? You know, right. you, you get to a point where, like, the peppers are so hot. I mean, you just know it's, it's torture more than enjoyment. But right. sometimes you do it just to say you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, 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 Dogger's Head is one of my favorites. So they, I'm, I'm always willing to at least try, you yeah. know, pretty much whatever they put out. No, that's legit, man. That's legit. Well, look, man. Mark, let's... Mark, are you talking about that show, like, That's Odd, Let's Drink It? Absolutely. Yeah. I've never seen that. I, I guess that means it's I need, on the, I the first Fee Feast channel with hot ones. I'm gonna have to slot that in right behind Fargo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll never get to it, but that's cool, you know. <laughs> one one day I'll get to it. One day I'll get to it. I don't know what day that will be, but one day. You got, many, you got a long time before Game of Thrones comes out. Get on that shit. I, I do. I have a chunk. I have a chunk of change. I'm still. Uh, <laughs> I watched the little teaser trailer for the next season. Oh, God, that gets you so hyped. But it's still so far away. So you need stuff to fill your time with. I know. I'm still torn about... There's a part of me that really wants to read 
all the books. Like, granted, I, I, obviously we're gonna get the you know the series is gonna finish before the other, the rest of the books are out. But there's a part of me that's like, okay, okay, now I can read the books. You know, while I'm waiting to kill time and fill time <laughs> for the season to come out. But then there's another part of me that's like, no, I don't want to. You know, because I I read the I got uh, a couple hundred pages into the first one, and I was just like, I, I kept thinking of the show, and I'm like, no, I got I got to let the show finish, and then I'm right. gonna go back and and read them because I just don't want. I want to be able to appreciate them, you know, alone. Individually. Yeah. Individually. And I feel like if I have the books in front of the series, I'm going to keep thinking of the books. And I almost hate to do that. Uh, I mean, I, I know that sounds weird, but it's one of those things. I made the mistake a long time ago. I, I, uh, I love the Harry Potter books and the movies, but I made the mistake of reading, rereading The Goblet of Fire right when the movie came out. And so I reread The Goblet of Fire within like a couple of days of seeing the movie. It was a terrible idea. Because I couldn't let go of the book and just enjoy the movie. Right. You know what I mean? And it sounds dumb, but I, I don't want to ruin my enjoyment of the show by having, even though I know it's based on the, you know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah, well, I kind of feel like I don't want the books to taint. <laughs> There's a good word. I don't want it to Nathan <laughs> Peter. I think Nathan Peterman should be like, that should be like the new new taint. It's I don't, I don't want rereading the books in front of the, the, the finale to Nathan Peterman, that crap for me. You know what I mean? I just, I just don't. So yeah, if you're getting well, kicked in the taint, you're getting kicked in the Nathan Peterman. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting, you're getting hit in the, in the Peterman. You're, you're getting you're pe- Peterman. You're getting Peterman, <laughs> bro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it works. I was gonna say we, we've got a, a a friend of the podcast, uh, somebody you've, you've gone and you know enjoyed a few Redskins games with, who, who yeah, we, we we reference from time to time, and and. Uh, yeah, I felt like he, he was somebody who I he doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, <laughs> that, uh, comes off as pretty snooty about oh well you know there was that, but I mean the book does it does it so much better. So it's, and, and and everybody's entitled entitled to that, but I feel like it's just when somebody comes with an air of I'm you know smarter than you or or more more you know knowledgeable because i've read the books as well this is obnoxious i i no, no. I'm, I'm sure i'm sure they're great and, and I, I think i want to get to it at some point too but i'm kind of the exact same page as you where at this point i want to enjoy each individually and yeah i, I just feel like me going back and rereading the books i'll feel like it fills in things as opposed to you know what i mean like i i just i'm so vested in the show i feel like i need to let the show run its course and then i'm gonna go back and revisit the books because it will expand on it and fill exactly. things in. Because rest exactly. assured, I'm gonna before that season comes out, I'm gonna rewatch the whole damn thing leading up to it. You know what I mean? So it's oh, yeah. all fresh and so fantastic. And we yeah. might we might even have to break out. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Yeah, I mean Fargo first, but then you'll be able to. Get to <laughs> oh it, yes, you know. yes. Oh, you gotta break out Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yeah, that's what, that's. How did you know that's exactly what I was going to do? God, you know we we you know we've recorded this podcast for a long time when Shannon can read my mind like that. <laughs> Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. My favorite was listening to him on that YouTube interview when he had never heard it and he heard it for the first time. That was phenomenal. I guess that also yeah. means I need to break out Game of Goats. Game of Goats, yeah. Oh. <laughs> when was the last time we had Game of Goats, dude? It's been a while, bro. 
I said one band I love that I'm not going to play it, but one of the bands that got the goat treatment dropped on them that I thought was fantastic was Bon Jovi. The Bon Jovi goats <laughs> I thought was great because it, it was. Didn't we have the goats for Taylor Swift at some point? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that feels like that would be right up, right up in there. And yes, that's what she said. <laughs> 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 I couldn't go the whole podcast and not play it. I almost did. I thought about I thought about not playing any of them. And then I thought to myself, God, you know who would be really disappointed? Lindy. If I didn't break out if I didn't break out any of the junk, you know, shake it off or break for any of them, I thought Lindy would be just completely crestfallen. So I then decided that there's no way we could allow that to happen. Because he already had to absorb that Nashville beatdown of his Patriots. That was a, that was enough. <laughs> Did, I mean, were the Patriots out drinking with Lindy that night before yes. the game? Yes, clearly, clearly. By the way, Lindy, thank you for dropping the R and B Shark Song remix on us. Oh, that's my family. I think I like the heavy metal version better, honestly. Make it stop! I had stopped looking for like new new versions of that, so thanks, Lindy. Thanks. Oh, I saw another one, but I did not bother posting it because I did not you know, want that one. You, you didn't want to come up during the podcast. I understand. No. Because <laughs> you know I would have played it. It's all right. I, I'm That's- glad you brought this one up because I don't know if we brought this up last week or not, but mm-hmm. after hearing it again, I thought. I wonder if anyone ever did the bald bull from Mike Tyson's punch out with the his laugh in the <coughs> NBA on NBC theme, and no one's done it yet. So, well, there's if your you're one of those people out there that knows how to do it, do great the bald of course, bull great laugh. Of talent. There you go. <laughs> it's doable. Um, here, let's circle back real quick. Let's circle Stanley, back. Real quick. Baby. Stanley, let's cir- let's circle back real quick. I was thinking outside when I was taking the dog out with my log out, and no, I'm just kidding. When I was taking the dog out and, you know, cracking a fresh one and, you know, watering some trees in my backyard. By the way, it's so liberating to be able to pee in your backyard. It really is, dude. It sounds so yes. dumb. Hashtag just sports brew things. I love being able to pee in my backyard. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, all kidding aside, man, what is, it just, you knew it was coming. I mean, he was 95. But I was sitting there and I'm just thinking about all the different ways that that comic books and i know that encompasses a lot of different characters and certainly you know stan lee is part of something just bigger you know what i mean and and, and i don't i don't know how else you really express it other than that because you think about how much humanity and how much how many stories how many characters how many 
how many things that he created that helped really influence and shape the lives of people, right? And that's one of the the best things you can really say. And, and I don't have this quote in front of me, but uh, I saw one thing. I, obviously, my our, our news feeds were completely blown up with pictures and tributes and and you know memories of of Stan Lee and and what this meant to somebody or what this character meant to somebody or what this comic meant to somebody. And um, I loved a couple of things that came up, and he was talking about. You know, how, oh, you know, at some point in his life, he was like, oh, well, I was just drawing comics. People were out, you know, building bridges or being engineers or being doctors doing this. And then he realized, you know, how much entertainment and how, how much this stuff meant to other people. And so it was something that was very impactful. But I also loved the the part where he's talking about the, hum, the humanizing elements of a lot of these characters, their flaws, right? And all of these characters have, they have flaws that you can identify with on some level. So, yeah, they're superheroes. But you can connect to them. And I think he did a masterful job of creating characters that you could connect to on different levels. Yeah, part of that is this wonderful ideational, like, recreational ideational thing where you can, you know, dream about being a superhero and doing good and doing these other things. Or maybe you want to be a bad guy. Maybe you want to be a villain. Yeah, that's fine, too. Um, you know, but just, you know, going beyond your immediate realm. But he just did such a great job of capturing lots of different human components and the essence of humanity both good and bad in a lot of his characters and that's a that's a masterful thing that's not easy to do and the list of characters that he created is just i mean it, it's mind-blowing how much that guy you know really just brought into this world and and ended up bringing into our worlds and influenced and you know comics is a big thing comic characters superheroes that's a gigantic genre um, and you can go way back, but I don't know how many creators, it's one thing to talk about the superheroes, or it's one thing to talk about characters in the comic books, but how many people can readily identify a creator of them? You know what I mean? And he was one of them where you can say, I, I, I know him. I've been to a comic con. I know what he looks like. I see his cameos, blah, 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 all these things. I mean, <laughs> it's amazing the worlds that he created. And it's amazing the kind of impact those worlds had on our world, right? Both as individuals and then as as a society. And you can say, well, it's just entertainment, but it it to me it's really more than that. And I, you know, I think about being a kid, um, and then looking at my kids, you know, wanting to be, you know, Spider Man, or all the kids that I saw at this Halloween that were dressed as Black Panther. Um, and I mean, you can just run down this gigantic, li- I mean, I mean, it's just monstrous the amount of, of characters that he created, whether it's, you know, Ant-Man or Hulk or Spider-Man. Or, and again, when you talk about the world of comics, I mean, there, there's so many superheroes, there's so many people, there's so, there, there's so much, it's such a huge universe, but Stan Lee was a unifying factor and a unifying variable in that universe. And, you know, one thing I saw that I thought was really just in a, a really moving point was, you know, at some point you knew he had all these cameos in the Marvel movies, which obviously are just box office. You know, they just they just slaughter things in the box office these days. But you know, you knew at some point there would be the final cameo. You didn't know when it would be, but you knew eventually that was going to happen, and that you would not only be emotional because it's him or maybe you know it's it's that movie but then the re- the realization that that that's his last cameo is going to hit you you know and that's like a final goodbye 
but just just the impact he had from a creative standpoint um, and just the way that kids and adults and individuals, those storylines, those flawed characters, those heroes, those villains, the way they resonate, those stories resonate with people and are impactful with people. All the worlds that he created that resonate in our world. You know, I, I don't know that you can have something and say thank you enough to somebody that, that, that accomplished what he accomplished. And I'm sure he had his own flaws and his own, you know, issues that he, that he worked through and dealt with over the course of his life. But, you know, think about just, and Spider-Man's particularly you know, relevant here, think about the interconnected web of things that he created and the people that that touched and that impacted. And that's a, I mean, that's just a mind-blowing accomplishment. You know, we knew him, but we also lived on some level in our imagination through him. He developed characters and stories that a lot of people gravitated towards and loved. And those worlds and those characters that he created influenced a lot of people and will continue to do so and will live on, will continue to live on. I mean, it really is an incredible thing. So, as far as I'm concerned, to a life well lived, Stan Lee, this one's for you, buddy. Salute. 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 And I will certainly get off my soapbox for a second for the rest of you guys to to pipe in or chime in. (laughs) Well, I'll just say this. Um, You know, Marvel's Avengers Infinity War, for me, and I, I can't speak for the rest of you, is honestly one of my favorite movies ever mm-hmm. to have seen. And to bring all of those worlds together in that movie I thought was exceptional. And, of course, my one of my favorite scenes from that movie is Stanley is the bus driver. Haven't you kids ever seen a spaceship before? When they're all freaking out on the bus, <laughs> and then it's forgotten about this one. But the old when he's an FB or FBI. Oh Lord! <laughs> um. Oh shoot! Now I can't even remember it. FedEx when he's a FedEx delivery guy, and he's like. Is is Tony Stank here? Tony Stank? <laughs> that that I mean, a little degradation never hurt anybody. And um, you know, that dude, I mean he lived a life that I think we all envy, but we all look up to in the same respect. Because he he got to use his imagination, you know, he got yeah. to use his imagination and just think of all these worlds and people were just like, yeah, that's awesome. And the fact that it was brought to the big screen and, and my gosh, it, one of my favorite tweets was, I can't wait till the five hour uh, Avengers four movie comes out when it's about three and a half hours of the Avengers and then the hour and a half tribute to Stan Lee afterwards, <laughs> because you, you know, it's coming, you know, that's going to be dedicated to Stan yeah, Lee oh, and, of course. 
goodness knows well, what's going to be at the end of that movie. One of the best things anybody can do, and, and I believe this wholeheartedly, and, and we certainly reference this generally through the lens of sports, but this is obviously something that, that that's beyond that. But there are individuals in this world that somehow find a way to draw you into stories of hope, right? And, mm-hmm. and the possibilities of, of things that can be and what can be and what you can be. And I think one of the greatest assets for somebody like Stan Lee, uh, when you talk about human flaws and, and all the issues that we have as a society or as, in, as individuals, is to be able to redirect that into these, you know, these situations to overcome, right? And to think about the possibilities of what can be and the kind of hope that you can have and finding a way to fight through adversity and to overcome and to get through things. And you, you think about how applicable that is, not only in the world of sports, but, you know, all around us. That's something that's economic, it's political, it's socioeconomic, it's anything from, you know, in your own household to who you might want to grow up into. I mean, to, to really give people inspiration and a, a, an outlet for creativity, certainly, but a, a thing to attach to that gives them hope and to get that gives them possibility that's a gift and not everybody has that he had that he yes. had that and he created a lot of worlds and a lot of characters and a lot of storylines that when you really reflect on it yeah there's a lot of flaws in humanity and a lot of flaws in society and there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of challenges and a lot of things that can be difficult but there's also that underlying underpinning hope of being able to get through it to get it done to overcome to fight through to be better to be more to do more and that's one of the things that's a unifying force in society and with people and you know there's just certain people that can can boil certain things down to a really like a a very uh, like an essence that resonates you know and i always think there's a couple there's one thing i always think back of or think back to, and that's that, that old Mr. Rogers thing about always look for the helpers. Yes. You know what I mean? And that, that's such a simple statement. But it's so real, right? Yeah. And, you know, uh, again with Stan Lee, I just, I just think back to the all... <laughs> I don't know how you reduced down everything that man did and had his hand in, but just... I just think, I, I just think you create... <laughs> ways that people can be inspired and hope and want to be better and to do more and that's a gift and he had it and he gave it to a lot of people and the legacy of his life that will continue to that that's something that will be continue to be given to generations down the road and i don't i mean can you can you do anything better than that i mean that that's just incredible i don't know dude i mean you you're talking and if you haven't seen Infinity War, spoiler alert, I mean, Thanos snaps and half the universe is gone and we don't know what's going to happen. But in, well, in May, May of 2019, well, we have a, well, well, we'll keep it to that. We, probably, know, we can probably prognosticate what may, what may happen, but to see we, the picture will be great. Captain Marvel, hello. Um, <laughs> Although, dude... But, Although the, the, I, I can prognosticate right now, we will have seats at Santa Bistro yes. with beer in hand. And we will have Hell beer yes. in hand. Yeah, yes, sir. That's right. Although I wasn't quite ready for all the snapping, you know, Spider-Man like dust into the wind with uh, 
with Stan Lee. I wasn't quite ready to see those flying through Facebook. Man. Nah, I was, too I was soon. Like, too yeah, soon. Exactly. I was like, too, too soon. soon. Don't, don't do that to me yet, man. Don't do that to me yet. <laughs> nah, nah. But, too uh, soon. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, let, let's turn it over. Um, yeah, Randy and Mark, you got any thoughts? or? Well, one of the things, I mean, you touched on, like, some of the stuff that they could hit, they hit on that he was able to help hit on in comics, um, like with X Men, you know, kind of showing rate, you know, like the race at the race stuff at the time, and mm-hmm. um, the mutants versus you know regular humans back in the '60s. Um, you had him, you saw him tackling uh, alcoholism with uh, Tony Stark in uh, Demon in the Bottle series mm-hmm. for Iron Man. Um, even domestic abuse with uh, Ant-Man and Wasp with uh, Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne back in the day. So it's like he used comics to breach all these taboo social issues back in the day that people didn't want to talk about. And that Mm -hmm. really is something that, you know, a lot of people just didn't do. So it, it was, it's nice to see that. And now that, you know, his legacy is definitely cemented. I mean, it's nice to see that, even though he tackled it back then, you know, comics are still doing it to this very day based yeah. on what he started back then. But yeah, the the biggest thing for me is just knowing that it was he was one of the main creators way back when before before our time that helped launch what we love today. And yeah, ninety-five years old. It's a it's a hell of a long life, hell of a life and you can't. It's not like oh wow, man, sixty. It's not like you know, like when we lost Alan Rickman and going sixty. That's way too young. It's like no, this dude had a full long life. I mean, I'm really impressed he made it this long after he uh, lost his wife last year, who he'd been married to for sixty-nine years, because yeah. that's usually really hard to make it through. But yeah, I think. I think the hardest thing is going to be uh, next year that after seeing Cap, you know, after seeing Captain Marvel, that first time of saying, you know, this film is dedicated to Stanley because you know that's going to be in there. Of course. And then his, and then of course his final cameo in the next Avengers movie, and considering how emotional chances are, we're all going to be because we know that there's going to be some permadeath here with some of our favorite characters. Tissue boxes, baby. And then having that, man, I don't know. That's just that's gonna be a it's gonna bro, be a rough bro. day. Sit a bistro might be a little bit dusty, man. Just a little <laughs> bit. Bringing the uh, the tissue boxes from Costco that day. Yeah, so. yeah. We're gonna be cutting some onions, bro. <laughs> cutting some onions up at Co- cutting Costco onions in Cine Bistro. Yep. <laughs> We're gonna have to pound a yeah. few back, bro. I'm sure we will. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a few pictures, maybe. Yeah, lots of pictures. We might need I'm one of those. With that. We might need one of those Vegas. What was that drink? Uh, not the ozone, not the Ozark. What was that? The one ninety octane. The, the octane. That's what it was. Yeah, we might need some octanes. We might have to smuggle in some uh, some flasks, and, and maybe we can get some Goblin and some Hundo, and we'll try to mm. uh, co- cobble up some octanes and go Well, I at least want to be able to remember the movie, so maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm saying for, you know, afterwards. <laughs> okay, afterwards. I, I, you, I'm you, done with that. Look, you don't plow through that before it starts. 
you, you won't make the end of it. You'll be like Whitfield on, on a couple of Bartles and James, man. You'll just like, like mind eraser. It's done. Over with. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> my, broke out the Bartles. Yeah, and James. the Bartles and James, man. Uh, Mark, real quick. Um, let's just type a couple of thoughts. But uh, anything you wanted to add in uh, as far as Stanley uh, or. Uh, I think you've all covered it pretty well. I certainly, uh, you know, extend my salute o'clock. Uh, the hell of a life. It really is neat seeing how many lives he impacted. I mean, yeah. obviously, both from the people who have gotten to play different characters that he created, and some of whom, I mean, they're most well known, and they, you know, who knows what would have happened to them if they didn't have these characters to bring to life and, and and i mean obviously they you know kudos to some of the people you know obviously robert downey jr and um hugh jackman who i think did stellar jobs you know bringing big time characters to life obviously many others um but uh you know growing up i really i didn't have comics and cartoons in my life really it wasn't a dislike i didn't have cable so i didn't really watch many cable cartoons and i just you know never had anything against comics but i just never really got into it so i'm definitely a more of a late you know, bloomer when it comes to, you know, getting into the Marvel universe. So it's largely been the, you know, movies and all from the last, you know, 10, 15 plus years. But, uh, uh anyway, he, he had such an amazing life. 95 is a, you know, certainly great long life. And, uh, I don't know. I really have enjoyed this has been, a, you know, touching and sad, of course, but, but seeing how, how much, you know, how moved people have been. Um, Kevin Smith, you know, certainly one of my favorites. Uh, and I knew he, he would have a great response, but he, he put out a great statement. And uh, so I just enjoyed reading those. But uh, anyway, definitely a uh, tip of the cap and uh, rest in peace, Mr. Mister Lee. Tip of the cap, friend. Mm. To what can be in all of us. Absolutely. Mm. Ah, that's a good beer, buddy. Uh, real quick, just out of curiosity, um, any CFP thoughts? Or I know that we we weren't really going to touch on a, a whole bunch with the CFP or college football, but I just wanted to give you an opportunity here. Uh, if there's anything you wanted to, you know, expound upon or <sighs> prognosticate about, or maybe there's an NFL game you want to call your shot or do a line, because I know we're probably a little bit past your ripcord o'clock. Uh, yeah. So I want to give you an opportunity to, excuse me, kind of tie a bow on it and and get out. I appreciate it. Uh, I'll let, I'll let Shannon handle the CFP. Um, he he'd probably do it better than I, I could. I was since I was away all, all week and I didn't get to pay, pay as much attention as I usually would. So I, I wonder if there's really any big movers, movers and shakers. Uh, I'm hopeful that we've got an interesting game this weekend. Um, Oklahoma State and West Virginia. I don't know for some reason I want to. I'm, I'm I'm intrigued by that matchup. Uh, a lot of points, and uh, NFL wise, I just I would reiterate that uh, Kansas City, <laughs> Kansas City Rams, uh, wouldn't really care where. I mean, not saying it doesn't matter where they're playing it, but I'd watch that game anywhere: Mexico, LA, uh, Virginia, wherever they want to play it. That's going to be a great game. A lot of points. Uh, very well could come down to whoever got the ball last. Uh, so everybody uh, better you know, sit their asses in front of a TV to watch that game Monday night. Absolutely. Yeah, bud. maybe with the mute button on, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or put on, put on, put on some tool. <laughs> there you um, go. 
Uh, side note, I, I thought you were going to totally throw uh, Duke some love for uh, snatching that number one seed. Or <laughs> number one, excuse me, number one. Number one ranking from uh. And then after that, the uh, no, no, no. I don't want any like rando. Who are you? Go away, CBS Sports. Shut. STFU, bro. I didn't ask. I didn't ask that video to play. Get the hell out of here. Another random side note: Why you handle that? No go. one in the top on. ten CFP lost this week. First time ever that's happened. Oh. Um. Yes, there is an interesting game this week. Ironically, it involves Randy Syracuse Orangeman. Yeah, buddy. Facing off against Notre Dame. Whoop, whoop. Neutral field, Yankee Stadium. I don't I don't know I don't know that Notre Dame's gonna mount the same kind of uh you know oppositional challenge that Louisville gave Syracuse. Well uh, I mean <laughs> just saying. I mean I don't know. Is Bobby Petrino on his motorcycle at this point? I'm not sure. Dude, all I know is Bobby Petrino joins Rick Petino in the Louisville Pasta and Breadstick Club. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that 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 Olive Garden down in Louisville is is, is going to be popping. <laughs> oh my good! Well, popping in more ways than one. <laughs> Just Too soon. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that was a hey, little Rick awkward. Patino, that, Rick Patino could help Bobby Petrino with the two minute drill, right? Oh, uh, maybe the twenty four second shot clock. How about that one? <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's more like the shot cock violation. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you win the nightcap. Oh, oh lord. My God. Oh, sorry. Oh, man. Uh, Mark, what happened? We were talking serious, and then we ended up talking about that nonsense. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's for me. That's the, that's the game of the weekend right there. Um, I do like Syracuse plus 10.5 yeah. on, on a neutral field. Uh, Syracuse has been one of my favorite uh, bets the entire season. I think the only game they didn't really – cover was against Pitt, but that was the week after Clemson and that that was just a rough loss for them. So um I I definitely like them to cover versus Notre Dame. I'm saying there's a chance, Randy. There's a chance. I, I am saying there's a chance. He, with or without Ian Book, uh, Syracuse can hang with Notre Dame. They hung with Clemson at Clemson now. I mean let's let's Dino Babers is a really good coach. They've got a, a senior quarterback. This team, how many Notre Dame? Notre Dame's not going to throw anything at them that they haven't seen yet. What what did Syracuse drop on uh, Louisville, Randy? Fifty four. Fifty four. I mean, Clemson dropped seventy seven on them. So there's a and chance. They, and they wonder why Petrino got fired, <laughs> dude. Well, that dude. and all the transfer requests. That I think, yeah, uh, fifty-four, yeah, fifty-four, twenty-three. That was Louisville's fifth loss, giving up fifty-plus points. How does that even happen in a season? I mean, that's incredible. That's incredible. your defense is offensive. <laughs> yeah, where's Peyton Manning at? Your defense is offensive. Was that a Madden commercial? Yes. Back in the day, that's so dumb. <laughs> it was back when you first could talk to people online while playing video games and. Peyton was talking to people. Your defense is offensive, and they're like, "Wait, what? Huh? Uh huh? Uh huh? 
Hey, 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 Mark. Hey, Mark. I know, I know we, we kind of topic jumped. Um, do you have any kind of wrap up tie up thoughts for your ripcord out? I don't want to keep you, man. I know, I know you, I know you're ready to roll. Oh, I appreciate it. I, I feel like we're Shannon, uh, Shannon wanted to, uh, toss the Durant, uh, green at me. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I had two things for you, D stat. Yeah, first that's right. first right. off, um, this will be really quick. The LSU Arkansas game where LSU led 24 to three, and then Arkansas got 14 in the fourth, and it was 24-17. And LSU had two chances to run the ball into the end zone because it was LSU minus 13 and a half. Oh, this is that bad beat. Is this where that dude, like, two times stopped short of the end zone, and then they tried to actually run him in late? And then he couldn't get in. And then he couldn't get in. That yeah. was, like, one of the weirdest endgame sequences I think I've ever I seen. I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. It was um, Nick Brissett, man. Like, he he channeled his inner Todd Gurley and decided to just lay down after he got the first down. And then after that, he had a chance to run it again. And he looked at the goal line and then, I don't know, it was like it was a force field and he went down. And then I guess Orgeron was pissed and wanted him to run it in, and then he tried to, and then he couldn't get in. I don't know. It's uh, I don't it know. Strange, strange sequence, and yeah, that that's. I'm very glad I was not on either side of that one, but that that one would sting to be on the wrong side of that one. <laughs> I, I mean, was, uh, that, I would, that would burn like crazy. Yeah. I mean, you were up twenty twenty one points going into the fourth quarter. LSU gives up 14, and then you need them to score, and then they don't score. I mean, that's just <laughs> they're right there. That, that's an all timer right there, dude. Yeah, that's an absolute all timer. And then, <laughs> all right, let's get you out of here on this one, Katie and uh, Draymond Green. Durant, Draymond, man. I mean, Draymond gets a rebound. Katie's calling for the outlet pass with what five six seconds left on the clock, and Draymond takes it up. And then dribbles in the traffic, gets it stolen, and then the game goes in overtime. Yeah. Um, I, I will tell you this. Whenever the big man gets a rebound, you're supposed to outlet pass. Now, I don't know about y'all, but between Kevin Durant or Draymond Green taking a last-second shot, I think I want Kevin Durant taking that shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody wants Durant taking that shot. That's us. Stop hating on Draymond, uh, y'all. Come on. <laughs> I, I, I love I love Draymond for his intensity, and I love Draymond for his defense. And 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 yeah, he, he when he's you know got got a great look, he, he can make some shots. But yeah, that's that's not what he's there for. Uh, I I think that yeah, anybody has a right to have been pretty furious at Draymond for for not getting rid of that ball. Um, good job getting the rebound, but but you you did that immediately. You you don't. I just I don't know if it's ego or, or what, but uh, that's 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 not that's what I was there for. I mean, that's if you're you're gonna play for a team like Golden State, you got to know your role, and uh, certainly he, he's played a very valuable role. But it's not that. It's not you know trying to take the ball up the, the court entirely yourself, and then just completely getting just 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 caught in the middle of a spider web and. You know, fumbling the ball and turn it over and 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 just looking like a jackass. And yeah, of course, you know, six seconds—it's it's, it's, it goes quick. You, you got to get the ball to court. 
Um, and who, who knows what would have happened, you know, of course, so we're all speculating. But nonetheless, as, as I think we usually would say, if you're giving yourself the, your best chance at winning, that's 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 not the play call. The play call is not Draymond trying to take it through the entire all team right. himself. So I'm going to go PTI on you, man. <laughs> Draymond Durant. Draymond V. Durant. Big deal, <laughs> little deal, or no deal? Um, I'm going to say little deal in terms of uh, full season, full spectrum. Uh, I think that's uh, hopefully I – mean, I, I mean, of course, if you're asking me, like, who, who, who would I worry about more perhaps not being able to, to man up and get over it? I mean, I have more faith in Durant than, than Draymond there. You know, Draymond obviously has his history of stuff, but – I'm going to choose to believe that's, you know, in the short term, Draymond did what he did, and he thought it was right, and, and then, you know, uh, you know, wasn't really looking like he was at all willing to accept that he was in the wrong initially. But I'd like to think, give it some time. Uh, he, he, he will have by now. Um, and, and, and not just because it's the right thing to do, but because it was, you know, a mistake by him. I mean, right. that's just that you, that's not the play. That's not what you do. That's absolutely not what Coach would say to do there. Um, so, uh, no, I think they did the right thing and, 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 uh, you know, one game suspension, uh, get, get, the, get the two separated and then, you know, come, come, uh, come next game, they'll, they'll, they'll be good again. I, I, so I think, I think it's little to no deal. Um, but maybe for an interesting dramatic moment. <laughs> yep. Keep us entertained, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I don't know how... I think what I'm most curious about is is it relatively is it re- is it just a short term blip is it relatively contained you know I mean that's a team that's obviously accomplished a lot of things over the past couple of years and quite frankly the only team that can probably keep the Golden State Warriors from winning another championship is the Golden State Warriors you know mm. what I mean yeah. I, and I know that sounds weird but infighting can get you into a little bit of trouble. I think one of the most interesting points was not so much about the fight or the fisticuffs or the or whatever the hell it actually was, but it was the media interpretation and spin on it. And yes, I know that we are talking about it, but it was how many story, how, like how much fuel will this throw on the fire for the uh, probably endless story cycle of Durant will leave the Warriors? You know what I mean? Uh, regardless of if it's baseless or not. So uh, they've certainly given a lot of people a lot of ammunition, a lot of fuel for the old conversational fire. But they've accomplished a lot. I'm very, very curious to see if this is just a blip. I don't mind a fiery team. I don't mind a, a fiery locker room, as long as it doesn't morph into something that's dysfunctional. Um, but their ceiling is so ridiculously high. Uh, that if they're on the same page and they're producing and they're rolling, I mean, they're, they're just, they're so good. Hey, Randy, on the bright side, we're not going to see the cat. It's not going to be Cavs Warriors. So you have <laughs> this that. This is very true. I actually may actually pay attention to the finals. <laughs> you have, of, you have that sure. going for you. You have that going for you. I'm just letting you know. It might be Clemson, Alabama again, but it won't be Cavs Warriors. <laughs> <sighs> I, I, you know what, though? Clemson, Alabama this year, I think would be phenomenal. Yeah. 
Uh, those two teams, uh, CFB wise, uh, CFP wise, are are ridiculous. I mean, their defenses. I mean, when you look at the top two scoring defenses, Clemson, Alabama, those are your top two teams, and top offensive teams, they're mm-hmm. both in the top ten. Yeah. So I mean, that tells you all you need to know right there is that they will probably meet for the national championship for the third time out of four years, and then CFP playoff four out of the last four years. Legit. Oh, I was looking at this one for the win article, and they were talking about the breakdown of the top eight according to the ESPN playoff predictor. And they were obviously wrecking their chances to win the whole thing. They have Clemson and Alabama 1-2, Clemson at 95%, Alabama at 86%. But I'm looking at this top eight, I'm thinking, man, that would be a really good – that would be a really good playoff. Clemson at one, Alabama at two, Notre Dame at three, Michigan at four, Georgia at five, Oklahoma at six, Ohio State eh, at seven, and West Virginia at eight. But if that was an eighteen playoff, man, that could be some fun football, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, yep. And I, I really do believe that's what we're going to end up seeing. I don't think you can go past eight. I think eight's got to be the cut. Um, I, I'm glad we made it to four. I would be cool with six. But eight, eight, eight to me has to be the. That's got to be the cut. It's a, yeah. At some point, we gotta get to eight. Yeah, I think it's gonna happen. Anyway, Mark, um, go ahead and bust out, and we'll top the rest of it and get out of here. Uh, as always, it's great to catch up and chit chat and hang out. Uh, I'll give you an opportunity. Any wrap up, tie up, close out, shut down thoughts. Uh, whether it's football, baseball, stand, whatever it is that you got, uh, and we won't. What was that? What was that school where the dude forearm, you know, slugged that dude in the face? <laughs> that was McGuffin's final. You might have to catch him. Uh, he gets back and grabbing a drink. Uh, I'm not sure that was, but that was pretty silly and stupid. Um, but hey, uh, go Giants! Uh, great win, uh, fun game. Of everything keeps on that momentum going. Again, uh, anybody who hasn't had a chance to watch Saquon Barkley, make sure you do that before the year's over. You, you won't regret it. Um, Go Mets and go Cy Young winner Jacob Degrom. That's awesome. And kudos to Blake Snell in the AL getting the uh, AL Cy Young. He's the youngest ever. Uh, he he had a nasty season. I liked him since he came in the league a couple years ago. So that's an awesome accomplishment uh, for for somebody that young. And uh, yeah, everybody enjoy your weekend. Definitely enjoy Monday Night Football. There you go. All right, Mark. Go get some rest, man. We'll catch you a little bit later, bro. All right, folks. Appreciate it. Peace out. Peace out. Did Shannon go go to get a beer? Uh, I went to get some water, bro. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I was going to say, I need to get a beer. I finished mine. Well, won't you pause it and get a beer? And I'll go piss. See, look how well that works. All right, we're going to pause it, grab a beer, and we'll be right back and we'll uh, do wrap up a clock and shut this bad boy down. In a moment, bitte. All right, quick pause, but we're back. A uh, couple of things, I guess, as, as we head to uh, wrap up a clock. <laughs> it's that time of night, gentlemen. It is uh, a mere two twenty-five in the morning. Uh, as we'll, <laughs> yes, my well-trained four-hour sleep cycle gets put to the test. Always, always good times, man. Always good times. I know, brother. It's tough sledding. It's tough sledding. Uh, a couple of things I, w- I did want to mention um, as we were talking about the CFP. Um, I do like uh, you know you got you got to keep an eye on Georgia, man. Because they, they bushwhacked, then number nine Florida, then number nine Kentucky, and then number 24 Auburn by a combined score of 97 to 44. Laying some lumber, brother. 
But keep in mind, Alabama stuck number three LSU and number sixteen Mississippi State by a combined score of fifty-three to nothing. Uh, side note: I did watch the some, bagel baby. Yeah, I know the bagel. I did watch some highlights of that Mississippi State game uh, or Mississippi State Alabama game, and uh, dude, what a heinous series of events to close out that first half. That absolutely heinous block in the back call to wipe out a touchdown, and then a weird delay, you know, a crappy delay of game call wiping out a touchdown. And then they go full NFL kicker, and they missed the forty-one yard field goal to close the half. I mean, I mean, the woo. block in the back was that one was of the te- most egregious that calls. Was, that was a I've terrible call. Seen. That was a terrible call. Terrible call. I'm not saying that Mississippi State was going to win that game. That call was awful. <laughs> that call was yeah. awful, dude. That was one oh. of the worst call. Like it's so terrible. I, I've been at a live basketball game so where terrible. I saw a kid who got called for a push on a layup and an and one, and the kid put his hands behind his back as the guy went up and still got called for That's it. That's terrible. Like that was just about as bad as a as that quote unquote block in the back. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I think if the kid didn't hold his hands up, like, oh, I didn't do anything, then maybe it would have been just fine. But maybe. I mean, I, I get it. Alabama was not going to lose that game, but I geez, doubt it. That was such a horrendous and the conspiracy theorists. Oh, of course, they had a field day with it. Oh my gosh, dude! The SEC conspiracy theorists who are on the Alabama Birmingham, you know, SEC commission is in Birmingham. You know, they're protecting Alabama. No, Alabama doesn't need protection. Okay, they're good. They're good. They are Trojan man good. They don't need any more protection. (laughs) Trojan man. You know who does? You know who does need some protection? Uh-oh. Nichols, Nate, uh, is it Tanaglia? The dude that got totally crushed by Fitchburg State's uh, Kewen Plot? Kewen Plot? He, he needed a force field or something. Bro. That. that was her. That was inexcusable. It yeah. was horrendous. That was disgusting. If you haven't seen the replay of that, uh, look it up. Because uh, how on earth, I, I don't know how that guy can continue his collegiate basketball career after that. I mean, that has to, I would think that has to end his, certainly his opportunity at, you know, Fitchburg State. But I would think that that puts the kibosh on him and, and really perpetuity. That's got, that that's like a career ender because it, it's just disgusting. It's like he looks off the ref and it just drops a forearm to that dude's face. I mean, it's just nasty. It's just absolutely 100% nasty. So yeah, you can't you can't do that in the game of basketball. I'm I'm, you know, that's no. that's horrendous. It's inexcusable. Um lots of adjectives we could use, but I mean, he's he's been suspended I mean, you, from the team and he's barred from campus. The game of basketball, look, you know, it's tight. You play it hard, but have some respect for your opponent. I mean, the play before is what set him off. He got fouled on the three-pointer, and he argued to the ref, and then the guy came down who was guarding him. Mm-hmm. He shot the three, made the three, but as the guy was in his motion, he made sure the ref wasn't looking. And just it, it was such a cheap shot, 
It was one of the biggest cheap shots I think I've ever seen in my life. And, and it was a bitch move. I, there's no there's no other... You're telling me he should have had his Snickers on the sideline? No, he should have gotten his ass whooped by his teammates. Yeah. I, that's how bad that move was. I mean, it was such a bitch move. It was horrendous. Like, I, I just don't see... I get, I get the referee missed the call, but you don't take it out on your opponent. Not like that. No, I mean, and no. and that's a bitch. It's such a bitch move. It it really truly is, and it's it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the university. It's embarrassing for his family. It's embarrassing for himself. Hey, did he try and, to say it was a bang bang play? He let him have it. That's for sure. Oh, he he's in his head now. He probably should have just let that one go. He really should have. <laughs> let it go, let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Yeah, he couldn't hold it back anymore. Yeah, he, <laughs> he couldn't hold it back anymore. By the way, I want you to know that since I bought the Honda Pilot, the only the only DVD that's been playing in that car has been Cars Three. And every time it ends, Chloe's like, more, more, more. She loves Cars 3. And I, in my head, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, at least it's not Frozen. <laughs> oh, just you wait. Brother. I know, I know. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Not yet. <laughs> uh, you know what's not going to happen is Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh this year. No. That's not going to happen. Homeboy is sitting out the whole year. Bold move. I don't know if he'll, ma- I don't know if he'll end up making that money back long term. It's a bold strategy. It's an interesting move. Oh, um, the Jets or Raiders will screw oh, it up and they'll pay him forty some odd million guaranteed. It only takes one. It only yep. takes one. Uh, I mean, he, he's going to be what twenty six. So, you know, he, he's striking. He's striking at. He's maximizing his opportunity for future earnings. Uh, I don't know what that's going to cost him. Uh, you know, we'll see. It, it, that's one of those things you're going to be able to look back in retrospect and see. Uh, it is a shame that he couldn't have, you know, kind of worked this out to play this year. But, you know, he ended up giving an opportunity to uh, you know, James Conner, who other than, you know, one kind of crap game with, against the Ravens has really balled out. Pittsburgh can thank uh, Des Bryant for uh, probably <laughs> Le'Veon Bell for probably. holding out the entire season because, uh, you know, Des Bryant, uh, Torres Achilles, just getting into the Saints, and yeah. Are you telling me that, that Des Bryant would, if he could, that that first practice, that last play, of that first practice, he would be like, "No, Coach, I'm good. I'm good. Let me sit this one out, Coach." I did think it was funny that the Saints and the Cowboys both threw up the old Des Bryant X. They went to town throwing that thing up this weekend. I mean, they both dreamed a dream that Des Bryant, they were honoring his legacy. They they did. They dreamed the dream. Nice pull, by the way. I don't have that one ready to go for you, but that's that's legit, man. You know, if the right things are going, and I know we've already played it once tonight, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to shake it off. I finally found I dreamed a dream, and now you're gonna go shake it off. You oh. could dream a dream. I dreamed a dream that I had to sh- that I'm able to shake off this uh, the rust here. 
Look, look, this is what happens when you do it live, man. That's tomorrow. Oh, you took the words out of my mouth. Let's get ready to do that. I can't do it. (laughs) We'll do it live. We'll We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. That's right. Fucking thing sucks. That's right, Cody Parkey. That's right, man. That's right. Uh, obviously, you get all the all the reactions from uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Lord knows, people are pretty salty about it. Um, oh, and they obviously soft. they obviously had a bit of a field day cleaning out dude's locker, uh, you know, on that announcement. And they had a little bit of fun with it, but uh, you know, it's just too bad. Uh, given the way that Pittsburgh's rounding into form, it would have been nice to see him on field. But like, I get it, I understand it. It's not ideal, but. Uh, for what he wanted or what his expectations were, if it wasn't going to happen, he's he's maximizing his leverage. And, you know, I, th- I just think back to Kirk Cousins with the Redskins. I know it's a different position, but that's a guy that maximizes leverage and parlayed that into a pretty big contract. And, um, you know, he, play- he played his cards right. I'm not sure if, if Bell has played his cards right. We'll find out. We'll find out. I think um, he did. I, I- Look, the Raiders are the will screw it up, and they'll pay a bunch of money for him. So, yeah, I maybe. think it'll be just fine. Yeah, he's going to make plenty of money, but I mean, fourteen and a half million in the prime of his career—that—that's a big walk away. That's a real big walk away. Huge, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we'll see. But that's one of those things we're going to have to evaluate uh, in hindsight. Side note: as we wrap up and start getting out of here, I think we have to. <laughs> We are already raised a glass and a tip of the cap to Stan Lee, but my God, can we not celebrate the career that was uh, of Nathan Peterman with the Buffalo Bills? I mean, you know, I talked about the work of art that was the Redskins Bucks game, but I don't, I don't know if you could top <laughs> top Nathan Peterman <laughs> with Buffalo. That was one of the most horrendously awful career. Like, I mean, just his NFL <laughs> career sucked, dude. Um, I love this. Daily Snark had an article, and maybe somebody else pulled the stat, but they had it listed in theirs, and it said that uh, Peterman is statistically the worst quarterback to play in the NFL post-merger. Aaron Rodgers could throw 1,240 consecutive interceptions on 1,240 straight pass attempts and still have a better career touchdown to interception ratio than Nathan Peterman. That's terrible. <laughs> I love this one. Nathan Peterman once threw three interceptions and zero touchdowns in a game, and his passer rating went up from 20.8 to 30.7. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably my favorite one. Nathan Peterman finishes his tenure with the Bills with a lower quarterback rating than if he had simply spiked the ball straight into the ground on every play of his career. Oh, oh my God! The Nathan Peterman Bills era ends with three touchdowns, twelve interceptions, and a thirty-two point five passer rating. Or, as Daily Snark said, Vontae Davis is looking smarter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure if the Bills could turn back time and not draft Peterman, they'd they'd do that. Yeah, I'd say. But I love this mashup that somebody made. And they took they took all of Nathan Peterman's interceptions and pick sixes, <laughs> compiled them together, and just set it to this. 
That has to be one long ass video. Dear Nathan Peterman, thank you. If anybody, we might need to, like, he is, I know we talked about Ryan Leaf being, like, the BSE, like, you know what I mean? That was the deal, but Nathan Peterman, bruh. It know, might, Nathan Peterman may I have mean, set the new standard. Yeah, we had the Ryan Leaf Memorial Failhorn, but Nathan Peterman, bro, you might you may have wrestled that away from you may have wrestled that away from Ryan Leaf. Well, considering you're you no longer you're, now you're getting kicked in the Peterman. I mean, you, being, I know. you know. <laughs> Dude, I think one of my, one of my favorite quotes was uh, it was in response the Buffalo Bills announced the release of Peterman. And somebody said Matt Barkley should get man of the year for bringing this to a merciful end. <laughs> I was like, wow. Wow. Or, or how about this? Rest in peace, Peter Goat. <laughs> by the way, oh, Jets, man. if you're getting destroyed by Matt Barkley, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, they're doing a lot wrong. They're doing a lot wrong. But that's why they're that's why they're the J E T S Jets Jets Jets. <laughs> uh, Fireman Ed, maybe one day we'll see you again. Probably not for a while, but one day, yeah. one day. <laughs> I still I'm still waiting for the Nathan Peterman Titanic remix. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> We all deserve it. <laughs> Please, somebody make that happen. Somebody make it happen. And we can all die happy. <laughs> or die crappy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever works, man. Anyway, Do that and the Bald Bull uh, NBA on NBC. And we'll be yeah, good Yeah, that'd go. be pretty good. Uh, Randy, this one's for you as we wrap up and get out of here. Uh, I did love this. Uh, Frank Gore, obviously a, a guy that uh, you were. we were there, man. What was it? That Redskins fifty was it fifty two to seven or something crazy? Uh, fifty two to fourteen. Fifty two to fourteen when Franco was a rookie, man. We were there. You got to enjoy the the kickoff to that. And think about how long his career is, has has lasted. But uh, I love this line from Jim Harbaugh. He was talking about uh, how Frank Gore is my favorite player of all time that I've ever coached. That's a hell of a statement. Uh, quote, but 14 years, yeah. each rushing for over 500 yards, surpassing Walter Payton and Emmett Smith is incredible. Most of those 14 years were 1,000. All respect to that accomplishment by Frank. And uh, Gore, who topped 1,000 yards in all four of his seasons playing for Harbaugh, wrote on Twitter that Harbaugh is one of my favorite coaches. But I think, you know, I, I, I'm not sure when he's going to hang it up, whether it's this year, next year. He obviously still has some something left in the tank. But to, to have done what he's done, uh, particularly given his injury history, uh, and then to have accomplished that at the NFL level, uh, I, I think Frank Gore, man, you know, certainly deserves a raise of the glass and a tip of the cap. Congratulations, sir. And I hope we can see you on the field for a bit longer. Mm. 
forget I forget where he is all time, but I think he can if he if he you know whether it's this year or next year he can pass some pretty significant players. He's he's up there. I think he's close yeah. to top five. Yeah, he's not going to catch Emmett, but I think there's a small oh, po- no. I think there's a small possibility he might be able to pass Barry Sanders, which is incredible. Yeah, I'd have to look at the uh, I'd have to look at the numbers, but uh, it's with it's doable. It's a doable distance. So, all right, guys. Actually, Gore is fourth. Fourth yep. all time. Yep. He's fourth. He uh, he. If he can play at least maybe one or two more years, he'll pass Barry Sanders for third. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah, Emmett, Walter, Barry, and then Frank. That's crazy. How about that? Fantastic. Uh, also, one of my favorite one of my favorite sound bites of the week. I was trying to find us on video and I couldn't. But the, after the Titans bushwhacked uh, the Patriots, and again, I don't. I'm not going to hold that loss against the Patriots. I'm just not. No. Uh, I think I think Vrabel just uh, you know they they know a lot about that team, and I think New England was ready for the bye. I really do. I think they were ready for the bye um, yeah. to get try to get Gronk healthy and some other things and. Time yeah. for vacation, baby. Yeah, time for a little break. And uh, look, I don't. Th- I, I think you can see Brady's decline. Uh, I'm not ready to write the you know write the book on him yet. I don't <laughs> until somebody knocks them out of the playoffs when it matters the most. You know what I'm saying? You you got to stomp them out, and I'm I'm just not ready to write them off yet. Uh, but I'm not going to hold this loss against Tennessee. Tennessee's good. But they have the they match up in the right kind of way, and they have the right kind of leadership and the right kind of coaching, and they knew that they, they knew the Patriots pretty well, uh, and I think that's more of you have to give some credit to the Titans and give a little tip of the cap and some credit to Vrabel and that staff for getting them ready and then balling out. But I loved this; I thought it was such a hoot from Dion Lewis talking about uh, somebody asked him if it was personal. The Patriots game was personal. He said, "Hell yeah, it's personal." That's what happens when you go cheap. You get your ass kicked. <laughs> Since they didn't obviously bring him back and pay him, uh, I thought that was thought that was fantastic. So enjoy the win, enjoy the dub. Uh, we'll see uh, what you guys are doing in the postseason. And um, I was kind of chuckling earlier. I sold my uh, <laughs> Volvo S80 to Randy, and it's my last Volvo. This is the first time since 1997. That I haven't owned a Volvo in one shape, one way, shape, or form, and I was like, "My God, you know." I think, I think back to all the years I had all these cars, and I think I talked about them almost as much as Lindy talks about Tesla. <laughs> and, and now I don't have one. It's crazy. But uh, anyway, as for the Titans, enjoy the win. Uh, certainly, you earned that. You deserve a little bit of enjoyment, but it's not the playoffs. So. Uh, I would imagine we'll get to settle that. Uh, and maybe they'll meet again. I don't I don't know. But New England, man, don't write them off. Year's not done. And until somebody stomps them out, until somebody stomps them out, you know what I mean? I'm just I'm just not going to write them off. So other favorite thing of the week, I loved this, by the way, by the way was Tyreek Hill going into the crowd after a touchdown reception. Uh, he's scoring on the touchdown with a pass from Mahomes. Going up and grabbing hold of the camera. <laughs> I thought that was a hoot. I thought that was hilarious. I know we ended up getting fined or, you know, flagged, whatever, for, you know, using a prop. Uh, but I thought that was an absolute riot. Uh, not that I want to see it every week, but in that moment, 
I thought that was I thought that was great. Thought that was great. Uh, but anyway, look. Looking forward to the weekend. Good college games. Good pro games. Uh, hopefully, we get a nice full slate of fun football, man. Uh, Nathan Peterman, rest in peace to your career, sir. <laughs> Damn. Ooh. But I tell you what, I you know for all the buildo smuggling, I'm sure they were like, man, if Th- Thanos, if you can take anybody, take Nathan Peterman, <laughs> get him out of here. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. Damn. That's cold. That's Ooh. really cold. But you know what? If Thanos had had, had totally snapping out Nathan Peterman, you know Bills fans would have been like, "What can I say except you're welcome?" Everybody would have been. Everybody would have been Thanos and Buffalo man. Would have been a little party there. <laughs> so anyway, on that note, I guess. <laughs> And Todd, believe me, believe me, last week, as I was dropping the Snickers Blast and the Bitch Blast, not only was that a term of endearment, really, Sports Brew style, that was a term of endearment. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> a <laughs> just, term of endearment. That was a ter- that was a, that was an absolute 100% term of endearment. As always, we love you, Todd. We'll visit you at Kroger, and maybe we can do a tap takeover again, man. Good times. This, but look, December 14th, fellas. Hey, looking forward to it. I don't even know what it is, but I bet it's going to be good. Gingerbread style. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. Hardy yeah, one. There you go. Sounds like sounds like fun to me. Uh, although, yep. apparently, he's got another one this Friday, but I only heard about it today. Oh, well. I've got, a, I've got book club with work Friday, so... <laughs> Uh, and when they say book club, what they really mean is beer club, er, book club. So uh, I don't know if I'll make it to the tap takeover, but uh, if I'm still around after hydrating, maybe I'll stop by Kroger and see what's going on. Maybe, maybe if I'm still thirsty, we'll see. Anyway, stay from, thirsty. My that's right. Stay thirsty, my friends. Anyway, look from all of us, all of you enjoy your weekend. Have some fun with the sports, the football, whatever else you got going on. Enjoy some beverages along the way. And again, Stan Lee, rest in peace, brother. Thanks for everything you, you created, you wrote, you contributed, that you did. Um, and uh, Lord knows you will live on in the characters that you've created and then in the impacts. Uh, just the impact you've... <laughs> just everything, the lasting impact. And again, I go back to Spider-Man, that interconnected web. Yes. Yeah. And that legacy of creativity and inspiration and hope will live on not only through the characters that you created, but in the impact those characters have on the generations today and the generations of tomorrow. And that my friend is a beautiful thing. That's a legacy from all of us to all of you. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you got a couple of laughs in between a little bit of serious chitter chatter along the way, but uh, until next time, Your friends at the Sports Brew, we will catch you on the flip side. As always, you can find us on LiveSportsCaster.com, iTunes, our, our home feed on Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, uh, and I'll get some other stuff set up. But keywords are sports and brew. So from all of us to all of you, good night now, and we'll catch you on the flip side, friends. Late. Late. Peace. Mm-hmm. Very late. Very late. Too late. <laughs> what you going to do? <laughs> I know what we're going to do. Shut the fuck up!
That's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> that too. There it is. And on that note, much like Nathan Peterman, it's the end of the road. <laughs> Good night now. Peace out. See ya. All right, gents. Later. Later, guys. Yep. Good night, guys. Good night. One last thing, man. Can't go out without doing it. Excelsior. Nuff said. Rest in peace, friend. Which character is, um, would you say, is closest to your own character and personality? I don't know. Um, I'd like to think that I'm an amalgam of all of those characters. All of their best features are probably based on me. Spider-Man? I gave all our characters a lot of thought balloons. I've always wanted to experience real slinging, and I've always wanted to be appreciated as a real hero. It seems you've made me into one. Thanks. It gave such another dimension to our characters, because if you know what somebody is thinking, you really know the person. It's really great knowing they're out there, Someone's watching over us. Well, Stan, we all have to grow up sometime, I suppose. Even us characters of fiction. You know, I guess one person can make a difference. I think maybe I'm proudest of the fact that I meet so many people who say to me, Gee, Stan, I've been reading your things since I was very young. Maybe what I'm doing isn't really unimportant. Maybe entertainment is one of the most important things because there are so many bad things in the world that if you can entertain somebody for a while, it's a good thing. So I think... I'm proudest of the fact that maybe some of the things I've done have entertained people. Did you see my cameo? Made the movie. Love seeing you two together again. You always were my favorites. I got the usual for you. Good to have you back, sir. Are you Tony's stank? Enough said. <laughs> that is hilarious. Superheroes in New York, Timmy. Really well. I love you all, and my parting word, of course, is Excelsior! Excelsior.